Greatness, the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? And Jeff is... Who the hell is Jeff? I'm, I'm so glad I get to talk about Cox. I'm really happy. Dicks. Yay. Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. It is a big fucking show today because we have WrestleMania to talk about and, as always, amazing shows, the Raw and SmackDown after Wrestle... Wait, nope. I'm being told that that is not factual this year. Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, let's figure out who's in this giant pot of man meat. I am your co-host, Troy. With me, as always, Jason is here. So are we no longer an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast? We're always intentionally offensive. I just don't oh. have that up right now. Oh, uh, okay. Joining us this week, Sal is here. You're going to talk WrestleMania. There's only one person that should be on this show. Triple A. But I welcome everybody else. Also with us, because three's not enough. No, 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 no. Ginger is here. What's up, you dirty douchebag lookers? But, wait. That's my show. But wait. There's more. Because we can't do it with just four people. No, 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 no. We're going straight circle jerking this motherfucker because returning to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast this week, Jeff is here. Hi. (laughs) Perfect. God, I missed that. Perfection. (laughs) So, yes, it is Troy, Jason, Sal, Jeff, and Ginger in a action-packed, gigantic fucking round table of douchebags. When are we getting naked? We are currently live on YouTube. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to this live, don't worry. Head on over to the Rundown Wrestling YouTube account and you will see the feed, the live feed of all of us, recorded obviously, any point in time that you want. It will also be posted on therundownwrestling.com. So, before we get into the show proper, we need a little explanation for what goes on over on the YouTubes. And for that, we go to Jason. Yes, so uh, if you are watching us live on YouTube, I encourage you to look at the right-hand side of your screen. You'll see a little chat box. We call it the Smathers Lounge. Uh, That motherfucker ain't in there. But... Uh, you could be. You could slide your pants off, slide some lotion on the delicate areas, and contribute to the discussion. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, or whatever else you want to talk about. And we will read those comments on the show. 
I'm going to tell you, that drink's not very good. All right. So, <laughs> this week we had the last four matchups in our second round of the hottest female WWE talent tournament. And let me tell you, this week was a big one. We had, now we only had four matchups, but we had over 1,400 votes cast this week of the four different ones, putting us right in line with how we normally do. And, motherfuckers, we set some records again. So we start off with our first matchup, and it was a record-setting event because on Thursday, Paige took on Io Shirai. And this one broke the previous vote total record with a total of 449 votes. One shy of 450. We'll get there. <clears throat> and it was a hotly contested one between Paige and Io Shirai. So before we announce the winner, let's go ahead and go around. Yeah, it's fine. He'll be back. He, he's like a cat. He gets distracted by things and just disappears. Uh, <laughs> let's go around the table here and see who the hosts would have picked in this matchup. Starting with Ginger. Paige, right off the bat. Uh, I believe Jason was the one that pointed this out last week. Uh, doing anal really helps the votes. That's true. We don't know that, that EO doesn't do it, but we know for a fact true. Paige does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, who was your pick? I'm sorry, I was watching Paige's videos. Um, I went with Paige. Uh, the English accent is always an X factor for me in this case. There you go. Sal? I wasn't going to, but then I discovered some new videos from Paige, or new to me at least, so I went with Paige. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Jeff, between Paige so, and so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you found a new angle of her asshole and that changed your voting opinion? Like, the yep. <laughs> See... The, the the sun was at like one o'clock and it uh, you know it just hit it right just right. This is why I love Evan Salon. He'll just say some shit that just boggles the mind. Jeff, Paige or Io Shirai? Uh, I went Io Shirai because I like Asian women. I do as well, which is why I picked Io Shirai. With a brand new champion of the votes. Getting more votes than anyone has gotten in this tournament so far. 285 votes. Paige is moving on. As well, sure. Io, Io Shirai did have 164 votes, so no slouch in this one at all. Um, lost by 120 votes. It's a pretty wide margin. Oh, I, did, I didn't say she didn't. So get, is Paige's asshole. Yeah, I didn't say... <laughs> I didn't say she didn't get get curb stomped. I said she did she did good in the votes. She wasn't like for say Mia Yim, who's coming up in a little bit here. Spoiler alert! Uh, our <laughs> next matchup on Friday saw Natalia and Charlotte Flair go at it. Nothing about that is hot. But Strong disagree. Right. So, um, I forced to pick between the two of these these people. Picked a gun to my head and killed myself. Jeff, who did you pick? <laughs> well, you go, uh, you go. One's farting out of her pussy, and the other one's got CD cases for ass cheeks. So, um, I, I went with, uh, you know, pussy farts. All right. 
Uh, Sal. Hey, Charlotte paid a lot of money to get our attention. I went with Charlotte. <laughs> she paid a lot of money twice to get our attention. Twice? No, I don't think she paid that much the first time. No. Exactly. <laughs> I think Rick might have done him. Plus, you've seen Natalia's face in that picture compared to what she looks like now. She paid a lot of money, too. Yeah, that's true. Jason. Uh, I went with Natalia because as much as she can be an annoying pain in the ass and she can't wrestle all that well, she's very pleasantly thick. So I went with her. All right. I mean, we weren't talking about we We just got done talking about having a pain in the ass with Paige. Uh, Ginger. <laughs> it's not a pain if you stretch it out far enough, I think. She, she did get it ready. She got it ready. She did say that in one of her videos. Um, I went with Natalia. Uh, she's thicker. Charlotte, I just, ugh, I can't, I don't find her attractive. Her body just is awkward looking, like I said last week. So I went Natalia. Ginger likes him thick. Can we add, uh, can we add Nia Jax back as a wild card for Ginger? No. Sure. Um, so with a vote of <laughs> 221 to 108, Natalia's moving on. Really? I'm two now, for two this week. Here's the funny thing. Charlotte got more votes in the round that she lost than the vote round that she won. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to let you know. That brings us to Saturday's matchup. I'm, I'm just not going to fix your video anymore, Ginger, because it keeps reverting back. I don't know what it is. Uh, Mia Yim took on Kyrie Sate. It's autofocus auto in the shower curtain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Sal, who you got? I went with Mia Yim. All right, you're wrong. Jason, who'd you win? I went with Mia Yim as well. You're wrong as well. Jeff? I'm right, and I went with Kyrie Sane. There you go. Ginger? Uh, I want to be right this time, so I'm with Kyrie Sane. Right, good, good choice, good choice. I went with Kyrie Sane as well, and so does 67% of our viewers and listeners, because with a vote of 206 to 98... Kyrie Sane moves on. Wow. Didn't you complain that Kyrie Sane was losing at one point during the week? I do a lot of things just to throw you guys off the scent. Uh, oh, <laughs> she was never losing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, so the one with the one with the body of a thirteen-year-old boy moves on. Sweet. I was all gonna right, say, what does that say about our listeners and right? viewers? She does not have a body of a thirteen-year-old boy. She has titties. Yep. She's got ass. You're crazy. So that brought us to our final matchup of the second round, Peyton Royce versus Rhea Ripley. Jason, who'd you got? Is this really a question? Yes, is... it is. Yes, it is. Did, did you watch WrestleMania? That, it, it's fucking Peyton Royce, dude. Like, <laughs> um, Jeff? I actually thought it was tough, uh, but I went with Peyton Royce anyway. All right. Ginger? Peyton Royce, um, just, I hope she doesn't talk like she does in the ring in real life because her voice just. <laughs> Sal. Peyton Royce. All right, I too went with Peyton Royce. And so did uh, 69% of our audience. <laughs> with a vote of 258 to 112, Peyton Royce Man. moves on. Both Iconics continue to dominate. Man. You really are a bunch of dirty oh. douchebag lickers. Poor Rhea, she lost the NXT UK Championship and the vote in the same week. God damn, it sucks. So that brings us to round three, and in round three, the matchups are as follows. This week, 
And actually, right now, if you are watching this on the YouTube or if you're listening in your ear hole, go over to RunOnWrestling.com and vote for Carmella versus Zelina Vega. <sighs> and then... That's uh, good. Tough. Oh, man. We're in the third round now, man. We're in the end game. Uh, that takes us to Friday, which will see Tony Storm take on Zaya Brookside. Another tough one. Yeah. Dude, they're all tough at this point. Except maybe Saturday's matchup as Alexa Bliss takes on Killer Kelly. Right. I was going to say, except that one. Can we just declare a winner right now? Yep. Uh, Sunday is the Battle of the Heavyweights as Becky Lynch takes on Mandy Rose. Oof. And then, I know which way it should go, but I have a feeling it's going to go the other way. Well, let's see. And then next week, uh, Thursday, Tainara Kanshi takes on Paige. And then Ooh. Liv Morgan takes on Natalia. That should also be a slam dunk. That should be easy. Billy Kay takes on Kyrie Sane. And, uh, Nick... yeah. and Nikki Cross takes on Peyton Royce. <clears throat> so, with that, we got a shit ton to talk about, and we're going to do it right fucking now. Because, as always, we go from, oh, that's right, no perfect no, 10 have... this week. Sorry, no. Jason. Well... I'm One sorry. less edit for me to have to do later. So you don't you don't get a chance to edit? I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. That's right because we have WrestleMania and the week after WrestleMania to talk to. So what we're going to do is we're going to run down the card, and then after we're done talking about the matches, we are going to talk about some of the important things that happened to participants in that matchup afterwards on Raw or SmackDown. So. Don't worry, Sal, you look confused. I'll, I'll hold your hand through this. We started things off with the with the kickoff show where Budrick Murphy took on Antoine Nice for his Cruiserweight Championship. And if my fucking screen here will work. All right. <clears throat> In a shock to apparently only me and Jason, Tony Nice is your new Cruiserweight Champion. <sighs> In so, my defense, in my defense, Ginger picked Tony Tony Nese, so there was no way I could, in good conscience, do that. And guess who? <laughs> and guess who won? And guess who finished last in all Brawl picks? This guy. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so yeah. Um, so Sal, did you did you get a chance to watch the cruiserweights here? Oh, we're not going to lead off with the obvious choice in this category? No, because you saved the best for last. Exactly. All right, fine. You can wait for me. I'm the best, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I did did get to watch this match. I enjoyed this match. Um, I still worry about Tony Nese's in-ring persona in the sense that he doesn't really have one. Um, and I don't know how much this uh, his you know fighting champion character is going to work because that's what he said on 205. But no, the match was good. Um, the crowd actually responded really politely, I thought, and um, I enjoyed it. I was happy they made the change here because I think Buddy's pretty much done all he can do at 205. So Ginger, uh, it was good. Um... I enjoyed it. Um, I just, I don't like Nisa's finish finishing move. It's just kind of bland. I don't know, but yeah, they they put on a good match, and I mean that's what it boils down to. And 
It was a little slightly underwhelming because you figured there'd be a few more high spots. Obviously, they probably were held down a little bit because it's the first match on the show. But overall, I thought it was pretty good, though. Jason? I like I love I like I really love Buddy Murphy as a performer and I I like what Tony Nese does in the ring. My problem is like Tony Nese is supposed to be the face in the spot and he's still walking down doing the counting my abs thing, which is mm-hmm. not very face at all. Um, and it's sort of goofy and hokey and, and I think like I, I'm not a fan of that. So I, I would have kept the title on Murphy. That's why I picked him. Um, but Nice is perfectly fine. But I, I think to to Sal's point, Nice doesn't add any extra eyeballs or attention to that title. Um, and I think if you're going to take it off somebody who's got a little buzz like Murphy does, it needs to go on somebody else who's going to bring some more buzz to the product. And I don't think Tony Nese is that guy. Yeah, it was a it was a bad week for that household. You had Buddy Murphy losing his title, then Alexa Bliss contracted racism. Uh, so, Jeff, <laughs> that takes us to you. Uh, as the resident Cruiserweight expert, what did you think of Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese's match? Please well, just say it was good, not say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when I got into the seats, uh, it was about half full. Um, so the crowd wasn't crazy loud for this one. But, uh, I mean, I think timing was everything for Tony Nese. He's from New York. And this was, you know, billed as New York, even though it was in New Jersey. Um, so... I don't see him holding the belt for that long, uh, like everybody else, like Sal and Jason said. He doesn't have a great character. I also agree with Ginger. I'm not a huge fan of the of the running niece. Um, he he's got all this power. He's got all this athleticism, and his finisher is just a knee to the face. It's basically Mojo Raleigh's finisher, but a knee. And, now, see, uh, he did the 450, but, right? But Murphy kicked out, so. He's also got some cool springboard backflip thing he does. Um, he's got tons of things he can use as a finisher. It's just to choose that is a bit silly. But um, like I said, I think I think timing is everything. You pick this as his win. Uh, it's a good it's a good spot to actually take the title off of Buddy Murphy if you're planning on moving him up. Um, and uh, the one once he won, the crowd actually did pop pretty loud, even though it was half full. Um, it was. It was a good match. I, I it was one of the it was one of the better matches I think on the the card. All right, so that took us to. Can't wait uh, for Oni Lorgan. My jacket. That's my jacket. So that took us Sorry. to a bunch of ladies fighting for the Fallopian Tube Championship. <laughs> the order of elimination in this one. Oh, does anyone give a shit? <laughs> nice. Carmella won. She won fucking nothing. It meant fucking nothing. Let's move on to the let's move on to the men's version that fucking won nothing and meant nothing. Maria Kalis, Nikki Cross, Candice Story, Naomi, Ember Moon, Lana, Kyrie Sane, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. I am Lee, gonna Lee, undefeated Brooke, for the rest of this fucking Nikki episode James, if you Sonny, do Tavell, Oscar, Sarah Logan. So yeah, so um any spots in this match that um you guys thought were interesting? Yeah, the end. Let's go. No, Ember. <laughs> Who the fuck knew Ember was be- was cleared? I thought she was hurt. Yeah, that was a surprise, I think, to everybody. Yeah, she was over as fuck, and they decided not to put her over in the match. The crowd was crazy for her, crazy hot for her. They gave her fucking nothing. That's why this whole thing fucking sucks. Let's move on. 
because Carmella's from New York. Yeah, two matches in a row. Oh, she's not. She's mm, a fucking star. Uh, yeah, Ember, Ember Moon returns gets taken out in number five. Yep. Everybody, I, I, let me just say, she's a face, right? And everybody was actually really pumped that Sarah Logan was, they, everybody thought she won that match. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. And then Carmella came in and I, the fucking air just came out. And we were like, uh, okay, I guess. It's fucking not worth it. But yeah, I'm glad is, you said that. They played like that on TV. You like hear the crowd be like, mm. like they just stop. Everybody's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention the fact that uh, this this win will probably do as much for her as it did for Naomi last year. Did you remember Naomi won last year? Yeah, the same way, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. The same way. Everyone, that, everyone that, thought that she fucking, was there. That yeah. fucking spot in the battle royal is so overdone at this point. Oh, oh, it's you awful! Fucking stop it! We, you do, and then they fucking did the same thing in the men's one. <laughs> they did it uh, twice. Yeah, because over on the men's side of things, Curtis Axel, Lindsay okay. Dorada, Tyler nope, Breeze, nope, EC3, nope, Sean, nope, Benjamin, Bill Dallas, Heath Slater, Tyson, uh, Jose, Jose, Carl, and Anderson, Rhino, Bobby Roode, Grand Montelik, Kalisto, Chad Gable, Connor, Victor, Luke Gallows, Otis, Tucker, Jinder Mahal, Luke Harper, Ali, Apollo Cruz, Andrade, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Michael Chade, Colin Jones. So yeah, so Braun Strowman won. Gave a shit about this. Luke Harper looked good. Looked like he was in good shape. Oh, you know, gave a shit. Almost killed Ali's Ali. face. Yeah, Luke Harper Ali's didn't face gave kill. a shit. Luke, Luke no, Harper that wasn't Luke Harper's fault. No. Was uh, who, who whose fault was it? Well, it was Ali, Ali who's made of fucking rubber, apparently. Who was the person yeah. responsible for holding the guy up in the air? It's his fault when that shit goes bad. Ali went. Well, the thing is, though, that they went for that spot like. The first time, Harper held him there for, like, I think it was, like, 15 seconds waiting for Braun to come along, yeah. and then they had to start the whole spot over again. Yeah. So that was a little rough. So I think they were ready, and then it just, like, was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking tired now because I just held a fucking 200-pound guy for 15 seconds. Yeah. So that made it a little tough, too. So, right. But you can't blame that on anybody. It was just an over-rotation. Shit happens. It's a sport. Get over it. But also, Ali has a tendency to kind of like hit his, hit, do his back bumps on the outside and kind of like roll through it. Like every lands back first on that, he rolls through and like he sells really well. So like it's, his instinct was to hit back first and roll through, but he just rolled through face first into the corner of the table. Fucking <laughs> corner! Ouch. So we talked about it. That guy time. can't catch a break. He get he gets healthy <laughs> from getting his face stomped by Orton, and then he gets hurt again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, we talked about it on NXT yesterday. Uh, it was a bad weekend for table spots because those tables did Oh, my God. Play. You're fucking telling me, man. That shit was horrible. Oh, we'll get to some of that later on. There was some really, really awful-looking ones. Right, because the next match was full-on Fuck the Revival because... The fucking Major Brothers are the Raw Tag Team Champions. New York, yay! Yeah, so the Revival, <clears throat> their, t- their their run with the Tag Team t- Championships resulted in one victory. It was a fucking joke. Yep. And then they lost, and then they lost again the next night. Yeah. This was, if you believe Tuna Meltzer, this was... WB trying to show the, them, give us a couple months and we'll show you that the, that that the take we're we're gonna treat the tag teams differently. We're going to have you lose 
to Zack fucking Ryder and a guy who lost fucking almost 300 matches in a row. Go in, enjoy yourself at Double or Nothing. <clears throat> I don't hey. have a problem that they fucking lost. My problem is that the match was shit. I mean... It wasn't, gonna ma- it wasn't a good match at all. Like, like, if they went out there and lost to a team that could... Like, if they went out there and lost the titles back to Gable and Root, who they have phenomenal chemistry with, who they put a great match on with all the time, 20, minute, 20 hot minutes, fucking just move after move, <laughs> counter for counter great stuff i'd have no fucking problem it was like 20 minutes of fucking arm bars because yeah. fucking hawkins and Ryder just they can't those styles don't work together that what they do um which made the match and even the rematch exceedingly boring and not interesting to me what the fuck is wrong with kurt hawkins face <laughs> why did why does it look like he stuck his head in a deep fat fryer <laughs> it's like red and splotchy I don't know what the fuck's going on also I, he couldn't seem to remember what fucking gear to wear cause everyone in this match at Wrestlemania was wearing white and gold and he had fucking neon green and then well then, he he typically wears the blue and orange for the Mets and in this case he wore it for the Jets, Jets. colors yeah. yeah I guess the Jets had I mean, just released their new uniforms yeah. but like Which, why wouldn't you just keep your Mets outfit right that is a good point I mean <laughs> You've been wearing it the whole time. You're going to change it now. Because the Mets yeah. don't play in that stadium. Right. Even yeah, though it is Met I don't think stadium. a lot of people picked up on it. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did not pick up on it. I didn't know anybody, who listened to, anybody who listened to the commentary did because they pointed yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I didn't. I didn't listen to the commentary. So. Yeah. I don't blame you. Why? Um, I couldn't. Well, could you have, though? <laughs> could you have like thrown the network on and put like your headphones in? Or would have been like wicked delay. How much of an asshole do I have to be to fucking throw the network on <laughs> while I'm watching it live? Uh, there are people that listen to the fucking radio broadcast at the football game. I mean, yeah. really not but that again, different. I, I, is that something you would do? Uh, well, sometimes it helps to like get insight that you can't necessarily see from where you're sitting. <sighs> or if you happen to be sitting in a section that was blinded by a giant light in the middle of the show. <laughs> Well, then, yes, if that's the case, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, I probably might have done that. Yeah, we didn't Except actually my... point out that Jeff was on site for WrestleMania in NXT TakeOver this this weekend. Yeah, I, I was throwing in little, uh, I just assumed that everybody knew, you know, because I'm that popular. So, how was it, man? I think we're getting bits and pieces of how it was, buddy. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, but, you know, while we talk about this dog shit tag match, how was the weekend? Was it fucking amazing, or? Oh, of course, it was. It was absolutely amazing. Um, or did you just get no sleep in ninety six hours? This no, I, I got, doesn't tip you off, dude. I got I got about fourteen hours in about four days, so fourteen hours of sleep. I'm saying, um, so I didn't get any sleep, but I still had a, a fucking blast. I will say though, um, I got like two hours of sleep before I went to NXT, um, and. Uh, Going there, I had to piss so bad. I was stuck in traffic. I, had to, I left the car in the middle of traffic, uh, in the middle of the street, to go piss in some shop. And uh, I pissed, and I got out, and I figured I had to like go run up to the car. And I got out, and I was running, and uh, go around the corner, and the car was right there. So I was like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. And I just kind of hopped back in the car. Did you and then I fucking, what? Did you have a piss boner? Well, I always have a boner. Okay. Just checking. Um, yeah. So, um, 
I actually slept through the women's match in oh, <laughs> on NXT to get okay. like a breather for the main event. That's all right. Yeah, um, and then Mania was great. We went early. We tailgated. I saw those fucking assholes who were doing the hardcore shit in the parking lot. I don't know if you guys saw that. Did you see that? I, I saw that intercontinental table spot online, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was going on right by where I was and saw that shit. And... Wait, so people were, like, backyard wrestling in the fucking parking yeah, lot? Some fucking Wait, asshole yeah. jumped off the back of a fucking pickup truck and leg-dropped some guy through a fucking plastic t- table. And almost killed him. And then CZW? they didn't show... <laughs> is he fucking did a stunner and fucked his asshole up on Good. the fucking pavement. Good, he deserves it. Yeah. The rats must have been all over those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the yeah, two are rats, not... He had the ones from well, New York City. Well, he died, actually. They both died oh. from fucking doing stupid shit. So, yeah, you're right. Good. Continue. So, I don't know where else to put this. Um, so, on Raw... We got a video where we saw a box sitting in the middle uh, of nowhere with some smoke coming out of it. That was Paige. Let's refer to her by her name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the box opened up. And Jesus Christ, we all saw the video, Troy. All right, let it go. And then suddenly pancakes fell out of it. Oh, you guys didn't see that video. <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, uh, so one of the hand puppets from a trauma film popped out, which was a buzzard. And we had heard rumors that Mr. Bray Wyatt was going to have a lot of changes to his character when he returned. And apparently now he is a puppeteer. <laughs> or, I'm assuming for children. Listen, listen, listen. <sighs> listen, listen, we- listen. <laughs> Listen, 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 listen. We know because we're in we're in the know that they were going to start running vignettes for Bray. Now I don't know what exactly he is going to come out like because you know WWE I'm he might, he might come out in clown makeup when he finally does appear. But um, this was a little bit weird. But hey, that's Bray. Bray's always going to be weird, right? Let's let's see where it goes first. He's gonna he's gonna start a new uh, stable with Pat McAfee. Making <laughs> <laughs> uh, me spit everywhere. What the fuck are you doing? Making me spit everywhere. Nice. Okay. Uh, Smathers, who has tuned in, uh, tuned in on on YouTube, you too can tune in on YouTube. Uh, said that this is actually Gobbledygooker, son of the Gobbledygooker. So, he also thinks Jeff is twelve years old. So. <clears throat> <laughs> that's what he said. You know, he's, that's what he said. Uh, okay. Was he want to fuck me? He was hoping. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, boy. There we go. All right. So then we uh, so we kicked off the main show. And before before we get into the first match, this is uh, some something that, that I felt was kind of a wasted opportunity. So Alexa Bliss comes out, sadly wearing clothes. And proceeds to give a little bit of a promo to welcome everyone there. And says that, uh, you know, the show is in the palm of her hands and she can make a WrestleMania moment with the snap of her fingers. She snaps her fingers and Hulk Hogan comes out. So before we get into Hogan's thing, I wanted to say, 
Why didn't they run with that? We had a couple of other opportunities for Alexa Bliss to come out and snap her fingers and have something crazy happen. It, it felt like that was going to be a running thread throughout the show, like, here comes Alexa, she's going to snap her fingers, and what the fuck's going to happen now? And they did it once, and then nothing was going on. So, You know I what? It, it, in I, that thought, yeah. think about how awesome that would have been if Alexa came out during Elias' performance and was like, eh, I like rap music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's different things that, that she is. Anyways. That, that's a good point. So Hulk Hogan came out, uh, made a joke about mispronouncing the Pontiac Silverdome, uh, then proceeded to mispronounce the name of MetLife Center. Fucking <laughs> God. <laughs> it's MetLife Stadium. And he called how did that joke, Center. how did that go over in front of the live crowd, Jeff? Nobody picked up on it. I picked uh, up on it, and so did my friends, and we're just like, are you fucking that, kidding me? By the way, that was not at all intentional. No. Like, he just fucked up again. He fucked up again. Yeah, because we literally went to her, so we go, was that on purpose? I, I don't think so. Yeah, and I completely we thought like, it was yeah, on purpose, too. This guy's too. a fucking moron. Yeah. He just doesn't care. Yeah, that's true. But, um, so then, apparently nobody told Alexa and Hogan what was going to happen next. Because all of a sudden, Paul Heyman comes waddling past them, and they looked ultra fucking confused. And the reports are that, yeah, nobody told them that, that he was going to come out and start the show. Um, so he comes out and says that uh, if we're not going to go on last, let's get this shit over with, and let's do this now. And instantly, everyone rock hard boners. Like, yeah, I got one. We're going to start the show. With Brock Lesnar for Seth Rollins. Like, fuck yes, man. Count me in. Also, I, side honestly, note. I had, I had zero fucking anticipation for this match at this point, so it really didn't impact me at all. See, but that, that's why they put it on Wow, first, look at Ginger's because, face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, they could have gone different paths with this match. They could have gone what they did, or they could have had Seth Rollins get the bag beat out of him like uh, like Reigns did, I think it was at 30? Was it 30? No. Yeah, no, 31, the original time. Well, 31, fun. yes. They could have, they chose the easier route because they probably wanted, didn't want Rollins to fucking die, which it looked like he fucked his eye up pretty bad in the mean. <laughs> he, he went into this with a bad back, too. And then they fucked his back up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I mean, good for him, Pull it, pushing through it, and I mean, I don't know what the hell his problem is in WrestleMania season and being injured, but he pulled through it and did it, and I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. But. Yeah, so, um, yeah, before the match even started, Brock Lesnar tore Seth Lim from Lim, proceeded to take the little top hood off of the announce table and throw him through that. That part is not breakable. Like, it clearly is breakable. That's not I was going to say, it broke. It's not gimmicked to break. <clears throat> the way that it broke when he went through it, it was like, oh, that's real. That, like, splintered off, cut his back and shit like <laughs> that. All of yeah. Like, that is not how a gimmicked piece of uh, material <laughs> breaks. So, <clears throat> yeah, he proceeded to spend the rest of the match bleeding from his back and with a giant fucking welt on it because he got oh. through it. And it's like, this is the guy who already has back problems. You're going to then throw him through something like that. Um, but yeah, so eventually, as as everyone knows by now, Brock Lesnar uh, has a fetish with getting hit in the balls. 
uh, causes him to come instantaneously. And when that oh. happens, it takes him a long time to recover. So, of course, Seth hit him in the balls. And it's it's a tragedy at this point that his pants are black. Because though if you if you didn't notice, when he first came out, nothing on his pants. Just, just black pants. Those little, like, skull things that show up, that's just how he comes. He just <laughs> comes with those up. <clears throat> so, so, yeah. So, then the match itself uh, kind of went... Very quickly, Seth hit a couple of curb stomps and and won, and he's in a universal champion. Jason, what were your thoughts on the match? I, like I said, I had no real anticipation for this match, and it so I guess it didn't fail to meet my ex- expectations. Um, it was fucking fine. I mean, I, I don't know. What are you fucking telling us? I mean, you look at what Brock Lesnar did to Daniel Bryan, to Roman Reigns, to AJ Styles, and then Seth Rollins pretty much goes out and, for all intents and purposes, squashes him. I I, I get I guess we're pushing Seth, and I get that, but I sort of feel like the way you did this made a lot of people look like shit. They didn't get a low blow on him. That's the problem. Uh, Daniel Bryan might have. Finn, Finn slammed him into a table. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah but he did not punch him in the deck. No, the corner of the table did. Um, and and Daniel Bryan did hit him in the nuts because yeah. it was right after he did it to AJ. So everybody was like, "Oh shit, he's doing that again." Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, so a couple things on this match. First of all, I now have the experience of having Paul Heyman march down the aisle at WrestleMania to the tune of um, Real American. <laughs> <laughs> which I found fucking hilarious. Um, this is what Brock matches have been. And you go back to when they did it with Goldberg. It's just Brock matches are one of two things. They're what they are with Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor, or they're <clears throat> three-second squashes. And look, at least Seth won. I'm happy Seth won. It didn't really serve any purpose other than to get that belt off of Brock. Yeah, the uh, the best part of this match to me was, of course, Paul Heyman. When they were doing the three counts, you just see his face, and when the when it goes to the three count, his eyes go like, <laughs> huge, and it was perfectly timed. Um, so afterwards on Raw, uh, Seth Rollins was talking about how he's a fighting champion, blah, 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 typical bullshit. Kofi Kingston comes out and challenges him to a winner-take-all match because it was How do they how, how they gonna want to take all match? Kofi doesn't have a belt yet. Yeah, why don't we talk about that after that match? <laughs> he just doesn't fit right here. I'm just saying. I think I broke Troy. And Ginger, apparently. <laughs> AJ Styles took on Randy Orton. Um, apparently AJ Styles was injured in this match on the phenomenal forearm that finished the match. Uh, apparently hurt his hip. We, don't know, we did not I'm, know. How I'm still know. here. Hi. How's it going? Hi. What's going on? That's, how's it going? Right. Did you have something? That match was. Did you have something to say about Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar? Uh. I mean. Uh, <laughs> everybody was. Uh, Kung Fu fighter. <laughs> yes. So what? What was yeah, the, What was the reaction when Seth won? Well. It wasn't as electric as when Paul Heyman came out, because when Paul Heyman came out, everybody kind of was like, who the fuck is that? Well, out by me, because, you know, I was fucking far away. But um, 
Who's uh, that penguin looking who's that? guy? <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, oh, fuck, that's Paul Heyman. And then he came out and cut the promo. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking... Uh, we all took bets on this match of how long it would go. And uh, I guess 12 minutes. Uh, unfortunately for me... Should have bet uh, the under. Uh, <laughs> when the bell rang, it lasted <clears throat> two minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, if I were to, if, if it counted when Brock Lesnar kind of just attacked him outside the ring, it would have been 12 minutes and 36 seconds. So, hey. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, no, the crowd, the crowd was excited that Brock Lesnar lost and it was, a, uh, it was what it was. Um, I don't, I don't know what you're going to, I mean, it's better to have Seth Rollins as a champ and we'll just. We'll move on to the Randy Orton match because I have more to say about that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this match, uh, I watched about... So, you know those guys who had the lights stuck on them for most of the time that Randy Orton was nice enough to point out on Instagram? Um, well, okay. Yeah, I think... Go ahead. It, yes, Randy Orton talked about it afterwards on Instagram, but during the match, those people made it pretty vocal that there was something wrong with the lines. Okay, so, um, yeah, the whole stadium was probably looking at that section because they were chanting so loudly. You could, um, hear, you could see everybody looking over on the hard cam, looking over like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, so I, I maybe watched about I saw the phenomenal forearm. I saw he did that the old uh, backbreaker thing he he did. You know that old like he should bend him over the back. Oh, Randy Orton's yes. Randy Orton did the whole bend him over the back kind of neckbreaker thing, which I always enjoyed that move. So um, I was excited to see that. But um, yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of this one. Um, but. The match, from what I from what I saw, the match was good, um, and that's why I'm gonna throw it to you guys to tell me how the rest of the match was because I didn't see a whole lot of it. So, can I ask you, Jeff, real quick, what was the problem? It was just a certain section that had a light left over from like one of the entrances or something. Okay, so the the above the ring there was the whole you know typical light setup that they have. Um, it was kind of like. Uh, it was like a big above the ring where they usually put the spotlights, right? Right. Um, and there was red and yellow spotlights that were shining all through the stadium. And they turned all of them off except for one that was shining on an entire section that was like on the first <laughs> tier up. Like my tickets weren't cheap. So I can only imagine going lower. Those tickets were probably four times as expensive as mine. And I get I get why these guys were were pissed that this light was not shining on them, and the, they were cha- they just spent the whole match chanting that fucking shit off, and it had, the same thing fucking happened at NXT too. Really, the same exact thing, the same exact spot. I don't know why, um, but it was just, I, and it seems like it, it's been happening at a couple WWE events now. Um, and I don't know uh, what four, the issue that would, that would is. That would be four straight, by the way. It happened at four, <laughs> okay. four straight events it happened at. Well, there you go. 
Um, yeah. Well, yeah, the lighting guys didn't say Vince McMahon's name, so they all got to keep their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but they need to fix that shit because it's they're not they're not cheap fucking seats, and they need to to work on that. I mean, granted, you missed a non-title match, but it was still a good. It was one from what I hear, it was one of the better matches on the fucking card. It was. It was. It was good. You know, Orton and Styles have good chemistry. Um, kudos to Orton for not only calling out that, but then also on SmackDown when he hit his, R- it. When his, when his, hit his RKO out of nowhere, walked up the ramp going, I can't see. Ah, I, I can't, can't see. see. Ah. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> and if, yeah, you, if, you, if you don't know, you're like, the fuck is he doing? But if you if if you do know what he what he's referring to, you're like, oh, that, that's fucking awesome, dude. Because <laughs> they did it again on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, they had the same exact fucking problem. And like they did it at Takeover, and I know the crowd chanted during the it was the second match. The crowd was chanting, and I was like, what the fuck is the crowd reacting to? And yeah. like, no, they just yeah. can't so, fucking see. Yeah, and then what like the I said, fuck? it happened again on Monday and and Tuesday, and it's like, how do you not fucking learn? Like I'm pretty sure using the same guys, you yeah. know. So, yep. um, so yeah. So on SmackDown, uh, there was a match where it was Shinsuke, Rusev, somebody else, um, against <laughs> against Ricochet, Black, and Ali. Oh, Andrade was the other guy. Oh uh, yeah, Andrade, Andrade. Yes, it was Andrade. After, after the match, um. Alistair and Black? Alistair and Black, yep. After the match, uh, Orton proceeds to hit an RKO on Ali, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, out of nowhere, which was good. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, Kevin Owens hits a stunner, kind of, on Rusev, who forgets how to sell a stunner. I was going to say, he hit the stunner. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't... So, just kind of... It was it was another, another prime example of how SmackDown is able to utilize guys when they don't have as much time. Where it's like you, you got Orton and Owens. You're like, oh yeah, they exist. They come out there, they fucking hit finishers and just walk away. And it was a good character moment for both of them. Um, so moving right along, unless anyone else has anything to say about Styles and Orton, I just I thought it was a great match. I, I really enjoyed the two of them working together. I was anticipating it coming into it. And I thought they delivered for what it was. Ginger, Orton's act is starting to get old for me. It's the same slow spot, slow spot, slow spot finish. Slow stomping. Slow but see, I I love that because it's such a contrast to what we see from most other people, and yeah, it I creates that. that conflict of styles between like him and AJ, for example. I thought that yeah. was a great conflict of styles. I thought that's part of what made me look forward to that match. But how many times can you do it before it's like, okay, this is exactly how this match is going to go? That's how every single one of Orton's matches are. Uh, I, I tell you right now, I, I'd be there for Randy versus Ricochet. I'd be there for Randy versus Black. I'd be there for a Randy and Ali feud. That, I think there's plenty of these young guys where that play that style plays well. But change it up at least once, for the love of God. Also, Orton, uh, I'll give him credit on this. You get in the ring with a guy like him, and you know, it makes you. You know, whether it's Ali or Ricochet or whoever's next, you know, yeah. there's there's something to be to being in a real feud with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Styles kicked out of the RKO. I think a lot of people were surprised by that. Usually yeah. that move's well protected. 
back to that point, the, the previous point, I think that's why they're putting him with Ali. Mm-hmm. Is because they want Ali to be another big guy for SmackDown. So give him, give Martin. Uh, so the other thing, obviously, we get the continuation of Randy Orton trying to RKO Styles when he's going for the Phenomenal Forum. They continued that little feud that they have between them, which was which was great callbacks. Yes, Ginger. Sorry, I, I really enjoyed that spot yeah. where he fucking went for it. Went for the forearm, stopped. Orton jumped to give him the RKO, and then he took the back bump, and Styles just fell back. I really enjoyed that. Spot. That was a really good spot. <laughs> All right, Sorry, so, go ahead. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so moving right along, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Titles on the line as the Usos took on the Bar, Blackoshay, and Rusev and Shinsuke Kaknakamura, and um, <laughs> this one wound up being one of only two title retentions on the night uh, because the Usos sporting some really fucking awesome looking white outfits mm-hmm. um, wound up kind of stealing the win a little bit um, but still getting decisive win as it was um, the the match I mean you've got Blackashay in there they're, they're obviously going to continue to put on a, on a great show everyone in this match did um, a really good job on what they're supposed to do you know not to me, this was not a, a show stealer like I thought it was going to be, but definitely still an, a, a, a good match in my opinion. Uh, Sal, what did you think of this one? This match, uh, there's a lot of talent in this match, and I think for me to see Ricochet and Black, um, who I'm big fans of, lose three straight title matches in one week on three different brands was kind of eh. And from what I heard, they're keeping them as a tag team. As much as we may not like it, that's that's where Vince wants them right now. So that's what they're gonna do going forward. But it'll lead somewhere. Yeah, uh, I, I look. I'm a big fan of the Usos. I think those guys are great. It's a shame they didn't get a real program into WrestleMania. But the match was fine. The bar's always gonna be hard hitting, and Nakamura Rusev were there too. Which one's <laughs> gonna be the Bart gun in the group? Of Ricochet and Black. Yeah, it's hard to tell because Black's got a pretty decent character. I mean, I would like to think that neither of them, but I don't know. Jason? Why the fuck did we not just do the Hardys program here? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, you got to switch the belts true. on him on the next show. Why the fuck? That's a much more WrestleMania-worthy program than a fucking... Look, I love Ricochet and Black. There was really no reason for them to be on WrestleMania at this point. Rusev and Shinsuke have done nothing to deserve a title shot at this point. And the bar, I like the bar, but they're sort of played out as far as tag team titles go. They need to sort of take a break for a little while. And they were about to be involved in a heavyweight championship thing. So why the fuck did we not just tell the Hardys... Go out there with the Usos, because the match on fucking SmackDown was fantastic. If you gave them three, four more minutes at WrestleMania, I think that was that you're sitting there talking about what a great fucking match that is. And I think this is just another example of them putting together a less than match to get more people on the show, and I didn't like it. Ginger, you had something to say? (laughs) How dare you speak of the bar like that? That tag team fucking is amazing. Oh, you evil fucking ginger sticking together. Shut the fuck up. Hey, all we have to do is switch the G and the N, and those are our allies. But anyways, <laughs> you 
<laughs> oh no, continue at this point. Okay. So, that's a joke, by the way. Don't take it time. Um, the bar is, that was the most unexpected tag team, and they have blown it out of the fucking water. Like, there's, what other team have you seen do that? Where they just went, let's mash them together and get a product. You haven't seen that ever. But uh, as for the match... In in my opinion, the bar have been great. They've been fine. But I I get Jason's point. There was a lot of nonsensicalness around this entire match. Oh, yeah, the entire match, yeah. It was a fucking, here you go, let's get people on the card. I agree 100% with that. But... And then every single reason I came up with of why they didn't do the Hardy program going into Mania was thrown the fuck out the window on Tuesday night. I was like, well, I've heard one of them might be kind of dealing with an injury, or or maybe they're just going to be putting guys over at their age at this point. And instead, we get new tag team champions 48 hours later. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I think uh, I think the Hardys, the Hardy match should have been on the card. Um, I think the, the entire crowd thought that this match was actually very good, um, but it was a very good TV match. It easily could have been on SmackDown. Uh, you, I, Jason said it perfectly. You gave him three or four minutes more. The Hardys and the Usos would have tore it up, and the, the crowd would have went nuts for the Hardys being in this match and in this position and winning the tag belts. Forget it. I mean, it would have been absolutely crazy there. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, you're gonna have this match. It was it was a lukewarm reception for everybody involved. Um, the Usos winning, same thing. Lukewarm reception. Ah. I don't know. I, it was. It, it's a very. It's silly booking. It's silly booking in general. Um, just have the Hardys on there and make it make it smart. Speaking of the Hardys, can anybody explain to me why we had what happened after the match on SmackDown to the brand new SmackDown Tag Team Champions? Uh, yeah. Tag teams don't matter. Like, it yeah, matter. That's it. These yeah. guys these guys can take a beating and it doesn't hurt their credibility, it doesn't hurt them at all. So it's the same reason why it, it was Kurt Angle who got the shit beat out of them too. It's because of the fact that certain guys with the longevity that they have, it doesn't matter if they get the shit kicked out of them by some big fucking ugly dude, because it's not going to hurt their push, it's not gonna hurt their momentum at all. They're 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 Teflon in that case, so <clears throat> All right. Unless someone else has anything to say about the Usos or the Hardys winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles a year, two nights later. One last thing is um, I think the Usos could really benefit from a move to Raw. I think Raw could benefit from getting some actual fucking tag teams. Sure. Because yeah, they, they have one and they don't use them. So. Fuck the revival. Uh, so the revival be... and the Usos would fucking set tag team wrestling on fire on Raw. Yeah, I know, agree. And you know yeah. what would happen if they move the Usos over to the same show that the revival is on? 
The fucking tag title the tag titles would go to Apollo Crews and Shelton Benjamin. Okay, like they still and Shelton Benjamin's on SmackDown. It's <laughs> after the Superstar Shakeup. First of all, Shelton Benjamin only tags with white people. <laughs> Second, Shelton Benjamin is on. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin is on Raw. Dumb shit. He Didn't he team and... with MVP at one point? Yes, he did. Oh, all right. Well, a false. I stand corrected. Count <laughs> anywhere match. Troy hates when we have a lot of people on the show at once. I do. <laughs> I can mute you though. So there's that. Like a free for all. It's fun. Yeah, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. I'm not the one editing it. Sukaduk. Uh, so the Miz took on Shane McMahon in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and oh boy, this was an event to say the least. Jason, the only one who correctly uh, predicted that Shane was actually going to win this one. I, so, I think that the fault makes me the winner. Just... Probably, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so yeah. Um, this this one came about at the end in a very odd way for who, for who won it. But let's talk about some of the bigger spots because this was a spot fest. Let's be honest here. Uh, we knew it was going to be though because it's Shane. Um, so Ginger, uh, your I, I I hesitate to say favorite spot, but your most like uh, the, the spot you want to most talk about in this match. Why oh why did they have to get? Dogbert involved in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> honest to God, like, I understand, but just have Shane, like, punch him in the face in the crowd or something. Don't have him get into the ring and just... It, it's, it was dumb to the fullest. And then having Shane actually, like, do stuff to him. It was just bad. That was just a bad spot. I understand they want to give Miz a little powder, but that was just a very, very, very bad spot of that match. But besides that, it was, like you just said, it was a spot fest, but I think they needed it to be that. But that's my opinion on it. Uh, Smathers has requested that we kick Taz off the show. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I'm just reading what it says, man. <laughs> <laughs> take take it up with Mr. Smathers. Um, okay, so, Jeff. <laughs> so Jeff, as on. much of a spot fest as this was, um, actually, Jeff, before you go, can I just yeah. ask you a quick question? When sure. this match starts and you're in attendance, do you immediately start looking around for what high shit Shane can jump off of? <laughs> oh, we we called it. We called it the beginning of the show. Okay. We, we said it was a scaffolding right at the fucking headquarters that was right. Like we we called it. Yeah. Um, you we like, saw the that? crash pad. James jumping off of that. <laughs> yeah, we saw the crash pad and we were like, oh well, there you go. But um, yeah, for as, as spot as spot fest as this was, um, the I, I don't the crowd wasn't that hot for it. Honestly, I mean, at live for all these other matches that were, I mean, they weren't that into it um i think the biggest pop was was fucking dogbert getting in the ring and squaring up as <laughs> like an old just, man can i was just gonna say how was the reaction when he got in the ring For oh him. yeah everybody went nuts and then when he squared up i was like yeah he's gonna die 
Given the way he's but, squared up, I feel like him and Jeff share sayings. Yeah. <laughs> Put him up! For those of you at home who don't understand the joke we're making, we're saying that Mr. Miz, Miz's dad, looks like Dogbert from the Dilbert comics. Yes. Google and that, it. And, and that Jeff talks like an old man. Yes. Well, Jeff has old man yeah, sayings. We would really, uh, yeah, we would uh, have some great conversations. Let's just say that. But um, the suplex over the top with Miz at the end and the pin was, I think everybody thought the Miz won. And then when Shane McMahon's music hit, everybody was very confused. Uh, I don't know how it translated on the actual, like, broadcast, but everybody seemed very confused because it didn't look like there was any pinning going on. Was it like that on the broadcast? No, the broadcast, it, it clearly showed. Once once the ref started counting, they showed him that Shane was on top of Miz, and they showed the ref counting, and you knew it was done. And if I recall, Tom and, and um, Corey did a good job of pointing that out. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Shane's shoulder's on top of him or something like that as the ref was counting. So yeah. you kind of got got it by hearing it. But yeah, I can imagine the crowd being completely fucking confused. Oh yeah, absolutely. If yeah, only the they had no popped idea. on the WWE network on their phone so they could have listened to the commentary. <laughs> That's true. Yes, very true. Maybe maybe I uh maybe I should have I should have done that. So from there, if anyone else has if no one else has anything else to say about the WrestleMania match. Wait, I Troy, your thoughts on the match? Yeah. Oh. Um, I always like it when we go to places we don't see. Mm. I always, I always far more enjoy it. And, and Falls Count Anywhere match, I was like, I'm like, you know, back in the day, Falls Count Anywhere meant that these guys were gonna go walking around the fucking arena, you know, and they would find a conference room and get fucking thrown through a window in the conference room or something like that. <laughs> so at this point, it's like, well, we know we're not getting that very much anymore. So instead, it was kind of nice to see them go through. And the fact that they actually went up to the uh, the foreign commentators arena there, too, I thought was a nice touch because we never see them go anywhere near those guys. And, like, they show them every, every match, and I couldn't tell you where in the arena they're actually located whenever they show them every, every event. But this time it was, yeah, like, they took them up there. Wound up taking up, I think, the Mandarin table, which sucks for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then... Uh, I think it was one of the, uh, I think it was the Russian guy got fucking knocked over too during this. Uh, yeah, he did. Thing. Uh, so I felt for him because, yeah, not not a position I'm sure he thought he was going to be in. Uh, so yeah, so I I really enjoyed them going to different places. I, I as soon as as soon as they started their like final ascent, and I saw it, I looked at my buddy and I'm like, oh god, this this is not going to be pretty. Um, thankfully it was a very safe spot um, you know as as safe as it can be jumping off a fucking 20 foot tall thing into a you know a match sort of like that when you have another guy on top of you um, and Shane winning I think is fine because it continues him being a prick um, sadly they he proceeded to waste everyone's fucking time on Smackdown um, which 
that whole thing was annoying because I'm not a big fan of Greg Hamilton to begin with. So the fact that we had like a segment essentially devoted to him announcing was like, yeah, I don't need this, man. So, Ginger, did you have something else that you wanted to say? Yeah, back to your safe spot thing. Uh-huh. Man, I'll tell you what wasn't safe. Shane falling backwards oh. on the golf guide. And you, and when they showed it again, when the first time it happened, I was like, I don't think he was supposed to fall off of that. And they showed no. it again, I was like, oh, no, he's clearly not supposed to fall off that. He was clearly supposed to be falling on top of it. Gross. Uh, yeah. Jason, you had something to say? No, I was going to point out that same spot. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple. Uh, Shane also, another another issue with them going to these different places is even doing normal moves, you you can't, you, you don't know what's behind you. And we saw it with Shane. He, he fell backwards and clonked his fucking head against the guardrail. And you're like, yeah, he doesn't know what's back there. Like, <laughs> you know, in the ring, you generally know how far away from the ropes you are. You know, you generally know... I've got this big wide open space that, you know, if I'm going to take a move, I'm going to be able to land and be fine. But out in the ring area there, you don't know how close you are to things. And when they went to that, like, gigantic, I couldn't tell if it was a giant crucifix or if it was a swastika, but it had some kind of crossbars to it and then the big pillar in the middle of it. And they were, like, walking on that. Um, you, you look confused. This is the spot where they had, like, the railing on the side and Miz grabbed it, jumped up, and drop kicked Shane. No? Ginger's the only one who doesn't know what, what spot I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. I know what's talking about. I'm okay. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. That, yeah. whole, that whole time, I was just... I was holding my breath because I was like, that's too fucking thin of a walkway. One of them is going to walk right off of that. Yeah. Surprisingly, they didn't. So, I was impressed by that. Uh, so, anything really to say about the match or Shane on SmackDown wasting everyone's time? I, I I actually like Greg Hamilton, so that spot didn't bother me. But yeah, I did too. Greg Hamilton can hold a note, apparently. Fucking carried that for a long time. Um, I mean, Shane's gonna be a dick, and that's what he should be. I still think there's a good chance we're gonna get father and son versus father and son at some point, which would be fucking awful and hilarious all at the same time. I hope not. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um Oh, real quick. Do you think this do you think it's working, the Miz? This baby face badass stone cold Miz type of guy. He wasn't there on SmackDown, so I don't know. Like he didn't show up, so I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. I mean in terms of what he did during the match, his character work was fine. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. You know, but he had fire like a baby face should have. So yeah, yeah. But again, it we we've been kind of expecting like, well, him and Shane will do well together. But what happens after he's done with Shane, and he has to face like Baron Corbin after the Superstar Shakeup or something like that? Like then when he has to do the heavy lifting in terms of, of face work, I don't know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So then we had. The Women's Tag Team Championship match. Boston Hugs versus the Divas of Snooze versus the Iconics versus the Samoan Twat team. Um, so the match wind up, wound up um, being okay. That's probably the best way I can put this. The finish of it uh, took me 
to the to the second playing to actually realize what happens um, because right at the end of it I am completely blanking on who it was that was in the ring at the time it was Beth um, and Bailey okay Beth and Bailey yeah so um, they go up uh, for a superplex right That's what it was they went up the glam slam. The glam well, slam, she yeah. first yeah. first. I think that's what they were. I think that's what Bailey was going yeah, for, and then yeah. Beth kind uh, of yeah. turned it around uh, on her. So it was locked her in the glam slam position. Yeah. And all you see is Billy Kay like jump up in the air and then dive back to, and like fall back down. And I was like, the fuck just happened there? I thought she fell, and I was like, oh yeah. no, that's not good. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, was she supposed to knock her off of it? But then, mm. so then they they land and. All of a sudden, Billy sneaks in and winds up pinning, and they win the championships. And I was like, wait, were they even legal? Once they reshot, I was like, oh, she jumped up and tagged, which, not mm-hmm. a legal tag, by the way. We're supposed to be putting further emphasis on tags. You have to tag with both feet on the fucking apron, holding onto the string. She leaped into the air and tagged someone's ass. Not a legal tag. <laughs> no, we still live in an era where people tag on other people's backs and shit. So, it was... oh, it doesn't matter where she tagged. I'm saying she wasn't holding the rope and she didn't have her feet on the floor. They didn't have. They don't have a rope on all four corners. Even four corner tag match. Yeah, they're supposed to. No, so that, was the, that was the whole point of this whole like we're going to start focusing more on the tag team rules where you can only you can only who said that tag to, the revival did. And WWE was like... That was the Revival the weren't in this match. Yeah, but the, the, that was part of their whole thing, was like, oh, we're going to... When when they they said they the were The Revival also back. said they were going to bring tag team wrestling back, they were going to bring back the old tag team titles, and that Vince had finally put them over. They're clearly very delusional as to what's actually going on in the wrestling industry. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeff, what did you think was... <laughs> um... I didn't, uh, I was pissing during this match. Jeff! Um, <laughs> I, I, you took uh, a piss during a women's match. How typical are you? <clears throat> well, you know, I just, I just, I just saw who was in it, and I was like, well, you know, gotta piss. Um, you took but, a Drake Maverick. Yes, yes, I took a... <laughs> um, now, I, I mean, I caught the, the end of the match, and at least the last half of the match i would say and uh i think i mean at least where i was i i didn't see the tag either and uh the iconics winning got a huge pop i was excited i was excited that they won um i know you guys have been talking about how their in ring work has been shit and i couldn't agree with you more um but you know hey it's it's an actual tag team uh, you know, another actual tag team getting the the belts. It's not the uh, Samoan Twat team or the uh, you know the fucking two old ladies, fucking two old hens, <laughs> fucking two old ladies getting, getting the belt. So I, I, I the, you know, Beth Phoenix is younger than half the fucking people in this show, right? Did you know that Beth Phoenix is the youngest ever Hall of Famer? How old is she? To tell you that. How old is she? Twenty-five. Oh, no, like forty. Thirty-two, I think. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. No, I don't think thirty-two. You guys are getting defensive. 
Let's see. <laughs> Let's go ahead and find out how wrong Sal is. I said she was 40. Jason said 32. Okay. Hey, I'm 28. There are a couple of old hens to me. You know what I mean? I can't. That's what do you want? 38. I was closer. Oh, you went over. You I lose, motherfucker. <laughs> you ever watch Prices Right? No, I think she was 34. Yeah, so she was 37 when she went in the Hall of Fame. Because it was who last is, year, right? Who is she younger than on this show? On this show? Yeah. Uh, Triple H. Batista. Oh, I think she went our show. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. That's what like, I thought. Yeah, because you're like, like she's younger than, than most of the people on this show. And I'm like, we're in like our mid 30s. I don't know what you're she's talking younger about. Than, she's younger than me, so. Yeah. Okay. I took it that way too, Troy. Don't worry. Okay. See? I wasn't. See? Yes. Yeah. is calling out that I get confused, but yeah. And Smathers also um, says that Connor the Crusher was the youngest Hall of Fame inductee, so. Fair <laughs> point by him. I, I, I honestly thought the glam slam off the top was uh, a really cool spot, um, especially for uh, an old bitty uh, like that to pull off. <laughs> go go ahead, Jason. No, it, I, I fucking I surprisingly really enjoyed the match. I thought there was a lot of cool things. I thought the false finish on the um, elbow drop into the frog splash was tremendous. Um, <clears throat> When uh, they had, uh, when Beth had Bailey up there for the Glam Slam, I'm like, oh fuck, they're actually gonna put the titles on Natalia and Beth. Um, and then I saw, even at first watch, I saw the tag from, um, uh, shit, not Peyton, uh, Billy, on the outside. So I sort of had an inkling of what was about to come. But it's funny going into this match. If you looked at all four of these, I and you would have ranked their odds. I think the Iconics would have been the fourth team, fourth most likely team to walk out of here with the title. So I thought it was a ple- I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Plus, I, I those ass shakes were fantastic. Oh. Can we from can the we fucking about, top balcony they were? Can we talk about how much of a shame it is that Billy that uh, Peyton Royce is wearing pants now? They're tight pants. Yeah. Okay They're tight it. pants, but she she used to have the pants like Billy, where the the ass cheeks would hang out of them. So I was kind of surprised. I was, it it was nice that uh, that she shows up in like Eddie Guerrero pants, and it's like that's kind of been Sasha's thing for the longest time. So, uh. and then of course uh, after this match, um, the Iconics seem to be starting a feud with Paige for some reason. Um. Paige apparently not very happy with the Iconics as the tag champion says she is bringing a very special team to SmackDown next week after the sh- the, the the Superstar shakeup. Everybody knows exactly who it is. It will not be a surprise. It'll be cool, but it will not be a surprise. Well, the the two it. eyes and Iconic look like two dicks, and Paige is like, I did that first on TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't steal my don't steal my gimmick, baby girl. All right. Anything else to say? About- Hi everybody, Paige here. <laughs> no, to Jason's point, it was really, uh, really quite good, quite good to see the Iconics win the titles. Uh, I was surprised. I completely thought they were just going to keep it on Sasha and Bailey. Apparently, Sasha has been pissing people off lately. Cause <laughs> don't don't not... throw stupid fucking rumors that, that that guy has just so people will pay him money. Um, Fine, but I like the Iconics winning. And like Jeff said, they're an actual team. Even if they can't work that well, their character work is great. I love their promos. I'm happy with it. 
The only reason why Tuna Meltzer said that thing was because Sasha left or had to cancel a fucking uh, show that she was going to be on, Wendy Williams' show. She had a family emergency. That piece of shit jumped to conclusions, being like, oh, she she quit doing the show because she wants to quit WWE and she's done. No, he's just trying to get more subscribers to listen to his fat fucking ass and he's stirring the pot. Don't okay. fucking believe it. Don't listen to it. Don't believe also that Robert Evans got fired because he put Vince McMahon's name in Bret Hart fucking thing. No, 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 motherfucker. That didn't goddamn happen. It was leading up to that. There's shit that happens before that. And Road Dog didn't step down because of the fact that, that Robert Evans got fired. He stepped down because he was sick of Vince McMahon changing fucking shit every goddamn week. It's hard to be a writer on the WWE because everything you do gets changed every fucking day. Okay? Stop using Tuna Meltzer as a news source. It's not fucking real. He's wrong more times than he's right. He's garbage. Moving on. Um, I will say, I just want to pose a question. What team do you think they'll bring up for Paige? The Ass Pirates! <laughs> Did you really not get that, or are you being sarcastic? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's Irish. <laughs> What happened? What the fuck? How did you even do that? What? I feel what? like I'm what seeing I seeing a paranormal activity. Dude, you're green. <laughs> just getting ready for the main event. Do you not know that you're green? Okay, let me see. No, now you're back. Holy shit. <laughs> there you go. How are you doing that? Night vision, motherfucker. And I keep my keep my <laughs> keep my secrets. This is like one night in China. <laughs> All right. So apparently Jeff is angry, and <laughs> or green with envy. There you go. So moving, moving right along, uh, Jeff is getting in the spirit because our next match feature features. Or about to fuck a very muscular dead woman. Good. <laughs> our next match fe- features Equal Warrior Daniel Bryan and Biodiesel. Um, taking on Kofi oh. Kingston. Why don't you turn it off for it, Jeff? Now we lost all our entertainment. Yeah. Jesus That's Christ. We We're doing video now. It. This is entertaining the fans, the fans at home, dude. All right, fine. Jesus. <laughs> well, now you're, back to, now you're back to normal. I don't know how you keep changing your color of your screen, but it's fun. Um, for red bitches, that's next. Yeah. Uh, no, I was saying, uh, what I said was, well, what, what what tag team do you think they're going to bring in from NXT? Yeah, we told you the Sky Pirates, because everyone knows they're bringing up the Sky Pirates. It's the only, the only, oh, yeah, uh, the only every team time they didn't hear Sky Pirates, he goes green. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> my my fucking internet is still a potato, guys. It's still a potato. It's <laughs> This, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this, is why you watch us on YouTube. Because right now, nobody has any fucking clue what's going on if they haven't watched the fucking... Oh, shit. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, I am going to take my headset off, and I'm going to let you guys talk about it, because otherwise I will be mercifully ripped. Oh, I can rip you. Leave your headset on. Don't be... You know, Troy, it's cool. I respect somebody who takes a firm stand against something. Yeah. You're wrong. You got to sure. own. That's all. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'll start right off. I mean, I won't even bring up the fact that what he is taking his headphones off for. The match 
was exactly what you wanted it to be. You know what it almost reminded me of? How Brian was reversing everything of Kofi's? It reminded me of John Cena versus JBL when Cena won his first heavyweight championship. Because JBL kept reversing every single thing that Cena threw at him until the end. But uh, this was probably the best recent feel-good moments in wrestling history, in recent history. It was fucking amazing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was really good match overall, I thought. Uh, the counters were nice, um, especially when Kofi went for the double, the running double stomp, and Brian caught him into a Boston Crab. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it, um, and yeah, good for Kofi. So we did have a little bit of confusion uh, during this match, right at the beginning, because all of a sudden there was a podium out there, and we're like, all right. So the podium clearly had a belt on it. And then they proceeded to put the old belt on top of that. But then Big E had a present. And I think most of us were starting to think, eh, that's probably the heel turn. So we're right. like, well, we're, they're clearly bringing back the old belt, which is like, all right, well, you kind of told us who was going to win at that point then. Because you could have you yeah. brought the new belt. You could have had the new belt in the thing instead of having a podium out there. Or you could have waited for the new belt until you know, the next night. But I get it, you want to have pictures and it like that. <clears throat> but, obviously, once once uh, they brought Kofi's kids into the ring, we were like, oh, okay, yeah, they're definitely not doing a heel turn right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, it would have been fun, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, um... And, so, again, you know, my, my stance leading up to this was I didn't think that they were going to put the title on Kofi. Um, I am uh, pleasantly happy that I was wrong. Because... You know, we kind of talked about the the racing, but this is this is more than just you know uh, a black world champion. We've had you know the Rockets. This is the first African-born black world champion, and that's... I was born in Jamaica. Nope, he was born in Ghana, uh, <laughs> and that's that's something that's that's <laughs> makes this whole thing a lot fucking crazier. Is like this is an actual guy from Africa that they put the title on, which considering their reluctance to put it on anyone not born in America or Canada. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it, it was... The, the best thing about Kofi right now is... They, Famous. I said reluctance. I didn't say that they never did. Oh, okay. They, they had a Mexican be the, the world champion a couple times, too. Right. Um, so, um, with, with Kofi, he doesn't have to act and because their emotion is real. And that's the best part about it, you know. Dan O'Brien, when he won the championship, all of his emotion that he had was real. Every, Kofi can't fucking keep his shit together when he's, when, every time they talk about him. The fans chant some of that. He is literally almost crying every chance that you see him. And that's the kind of champion that you want in, in your baby face. So, no, I like I said, I, did, I, did I think they were going to do it? No. Am I glad they did it? Yes. So, um, so go ahead. Go ahead. So, so you draw the interesting comparison out of Daniel Bryan. That's sort of the one everybody's drawn. And that's – it's an apt comparison except that I think this exceeds Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan – you represented for the underdogs. Where this is this is a cultural thing. Like this is 
an entire race of people who feel they've been marginalized in this product now for the first time feeling sort of represented. Um, and I, the first time I saw it actually was, was Ginger's posted on Facebook, the video of Shad Gaspard and MVP watching uh, as Kofi got the three count. And you can just see what that meant for a guy, a guy like MVP who's been around forever, has done everything. He's toured Japan. He's been a world champion in impact. Like, but what that moment meant for him, just silently you see the emotion, the, the tears starting to sort of co- come up. Um, this was huge, and you could see it in Woods and Big E. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've said on this show in the past, I think people got a little too picky about, like, which world championship somebody but I'm a white dude. And I can't sit here and tell somebody how they should feel about being represented in their race. And clearly, this was a big deal. Uh, for people uh, of of that particular you know race, and that's amazing, and that just makes that moment even more special. And in retrospect, looking back and seeing how everything played out, this probably should have closed the show. Um, yes. This was the, this was the feel good moment. Everything was sort of downhill from here. You weren't going to top this. Um, I understand it was also, but but at the same time, when we talk representation, the women main eventing was also big in that regard too. So both those spots had sort of that that same thing going for them. I, I just think the ending, the two endings, if you juxtapose them, shows you which one should have closed it just because of how it was booked to finish. Um, the match itself, I thought was was good. I thought there were spots where it was a little clunky, but in the end, I think it worked to their advantage because it felt like a real fight. Uh, it felt like Kofi was going fight, fighting for his life. Fighting, he felt like a guy fighting the biggest match of his life, fighting for an entire race of people who wanted him to win, fighting for every underdog, regardless of skin color. Uh, He was the ultimate underdog, the perfect person for that role, and and scored a victory that transcended wrestling and sports entertainment for that night. And it was easily the moment, one of the greatest field guys, I think I said in the host thread, um, I think I said in the host thread, probably... Right up there for me with Liz and Macho reuniting as the all-time greatest feel-good moment in WrestleMania history. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at uh, you know some of the other um, you know first-time champions. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Eddie Guerrero when he won the world championship, and how you know the the you know Mexican and Spanish people had been portrayed up until that point. Yeah, but Mysterio had already held the title at that point, right? No, Ray. No, Eddie Hill was Ray. Oh no, Ray was after. Ray was after. That's right. You're right. After that, but that that was that was a big time for Latinos in general because you had two guys who were at the top of the of the company, and we hadn't really had that with the African American community. And and, you know, like I said, I mean, yes, The Rock is half black and half Samoan, but he's never he's never portrayed that way. He's never portrayed as a black guy, really. So, um, but this obviously with a guy who born in africa by all accounts probably should never even made it to being a wrestler you know was able to to come you know to america and be successful you know so so to your point and i've had a lot of discussions with people about that whole thing about the rock Mm -hmm. 
And there's another guy I know who posted something sort of snarky, like, though today I learned for the first time that The Rock wasn't actually the first black champion or something along those lines. And I get where people are coming from with that. I do. I understand that there's there's a segment of society that will sit there and say, history is what it is. You can't pick and choose which history you want to believe and you want to support. It just is. And I get that. At the same time, this was not a moment about logic. This was a moment about emotion. And if people feel represented for the first time by this victory, then let them fucking feel it. Let them say it. Let them scream it from a fucking mountaintop. Because you know what? You just made the the fan base of the sport that you enjoy more inclusive. And hats off to everyone involved for that. Yeah. We, you know, kind of lost in this as, as well as the fact that, you know, Becky Lynch wound up being the first Irish-born person to main event WrestleMania, you know, and it was a, a big thing for, yep, you're thinking about it, but it's true. Sheamus never main evented, and Finn Balor definitely never main evented. Um, yeah, Sheamus was the one who actually said it, that she was the, she's the first yeah. Irish-born wrestler, WWE wrestler to main event at WrestleMania, and that's a big I... thing for them too, you know, I mean... Because that's another, I mean, a lot of Irish-born wrestlers that were in the WWE have been not exactly utilized. You know, yes, Sheamus is a multi-team champion, of that, but he was also teamed up with Hornswoggle for a while. You know, and, and um, you know, obviously Finn Balor has kind of bounces back and forth between if they're going to take him seriously or not. Um but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the the bigger takeaway from that is the fact that three women main evented WrestleMania, not just the fact that one of them was is Irish, you know. Whereas this is, this was, this is a black guy that won the championship, and he's a he's a guy that his character is proud black guy, you know. That's that's how he's portrayed as, you know, that their whole group is like we're. We're three black well, guys that were marginalized in the company. We well, got together to, you know, to make things better for us. But even over and above that, and while they danced around the race thing, yeah. and you know, people like me, and but Kofi went on every press junket prior to it and made a point to say, when I say people like me, I'm talking about people who are underdogs, people who don't necessarily look like you would consider them a champion. But So he was saying it, but he was making it as inclusive as humanly possible so as to not sit there and say, he didn't want to go into this thing and come out of this thing, and I don't think, uh, wanted to come out of this thing as a black champion. I don't think that was his goal. I think it's a great, great sidebar, but it's sort of like what we had the discussion in the past with um, – Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name now. Um, Fred Fred Bone Crusher Samson, I forget what it is. Um, yeah. Fuck, starts oh, with a D. Uh, I, forget his, I forget what his name. No, in no, 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 no. Was. Um, Darren, Darren Young. Young. Um, didn't want to identify as the first gay wrestler. He just wanted to be a wrestler who was gay. Yeah, look, and look, I look sort at, of uh, look at Sonia. Right, and I sort of feel like Kofi's. I sort of feel like Kofi's the same thing. Like he didn't go into this, and he didn't want his moment to be about his race. He knew it was a big part of it, but he wanted this moment to be as inclusive for everyone as it could possibly be. So, I I just think that was really well done in that regard. Can I go off of that? I've been dying to talk about this, and and Jason, to your point, um, this. was 
more about Kofi as an individual, even ahead of the race, because when I'll, I'll start with the highlight package that they played, the video package going into the, the match, and you saw this young kid in 2008 and his entire highlight of his career, and then it gets to the part where the New Day, and he's you know winning all the tag team championships, and it's revitalizing his career. But for all purposes, right before New Day, this was a guy that was on the chopping block for a number of years when that spring cleaning came around. So then he makes it. He gets to this point where he's he's all of a sudden he's in a world title pitcher and and Corey Graves called it on the video package 100%. Are we seeing the best Kofi of his career? And I think we absolutely did. This was not a spot three months ago if you told me they were going to put Kofi Kingston in the spot. I thought it would have worked. But God, did it work. It was the fucking best thing I've seen at Mania. And like you said, it exceeded the Daniel Bryan. Because this is a guy who, by all accounts, never thought he was going to be the WWE champion. Um, It was a big moment, obviously, for African Americans, for blacks, for people who are underdogs. I got to tell you, I think it has a lot to do with Kofi as a person, too. Because if this is Mark Henry a few years ago... I don't think this is as big of a deal. From all accounts and from everything everybody said, he's a great guy backstage. He's a great father. He's a great husband. And then you get into the match, and I I will give Daniel Bryan all the credit in the world. He shined up Kofi like a motherfucker because there were so many points where you thought, like, Kofi can't beat him, especially after the running knee. I thought he was pinned after the running knee. I thought they were going to go all Triple H and Booker T, and Daniel Bryan was going to pin him clean in the middle of the ring, and that was going to be the end of his push. But thank God they didn't, because when Kofi hit that trouble in paradise and he got the pinfall, the fucking place exploded. Now, I will say to Troy's point, there was a little bit, not question, but to have the podium with the belt covered up and then to have the gift... You kind of wondered when the match started, like, what's that about? Are they going to turn, like, or is that just the new belt? Because that's the first thing you thought of was, oh, new belt. But it worked. I'm glad he held up the classic WWE Championship. Huge pop, by the way, when they unveiled that it was uh, the original WWE Championship as opposed to the wooden hemp title. So, And then, of course, him bringing his kids in the ring, that was awesome. It was a fucking great moment. All the feels. If I had one small, tiny, 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 insignificant, almost nitpick, it would be for me because the story of this match has been the 11 year struggle of Kofi to get to this moment. I would have had, you know, you do the New Day music, Woods and, and, and E come out, and then they point to the entrance, and then you hear the SOS song. Yes. That yes, would have been that to me. The, that, that's the only thing I think that could have made this a little bit better. All right, so, Jeff, tell us about it live, and then we got to move on because it's already late. Yeah, no, I just I just wanted to say uh, that there's not, there's not a whole lot more that I could say. I can only add, really, my live input, and you guys really covered that really well. Um, I mean, this the crowd was so hot for Kofi. Um, him coming out, um, they were just, they were good. They wanted him to win so bad. And when he finally did, 
win against all odds against the corporation which this was the last the most recent like wrestler versus the corporation i guess you know storyline they built up that actually worked in the past when was the last one when was the last one actually okay so that was the last one that actually worked and that was five years ago so it was just a feel-good moment all around and i i i was to to jason's point um where he said that he thought that this should close wrestlemania me and my friends were talking afterward after the whole card and we just said yeah that should have closed wrestlemania because everybody was so like on a high after he won that everybody was so excited everybody was so they put all their energy into that. And that this was the match I was most excited about seeing because of the emotion that was going to be put into this match. It just, it lived up to the expectation. And then some, we, we literally put all of our expectation into this match and it delivered. The match was great. The, the ending was amazing. It was his kids coming to the ring was just another level. Um, and then, you know, and then you go to the rest of the match. So we'll, we'll just, or the rest of the card, we'll go to the rest of the card. I don't want to put too much into this. But um, Jeff, but Jeff, real quick, um, that this match took place around 9.30. This match takes place at 12.30, and we still get that same type of energy from that crowd. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you yeah, have... We had a five-second dance. Kofi Kingston. Exactly. Kofi Kingston literally the, just the story they built behind this guy on such a short notice everybody like as soon as he came out even like because you know wrestlemania you're gonna have wrestling fans there and you're gonna have people who just go there because it's wrestlemania right and they have the money everybody cheered everybody cheered like they're fucking like it was it was like their brother one yeah. like their family one and they were just cheering their asses off. And it would have been the best way to end the night. And it's really hard to to follow something like that. But they tried. <laughs> they certainly tried. We'll continue. Let's go. So Let's move on. The big news coming out of this is that uh, Big E revealed that he has a torn meniscus. Um, and he'll be out for six weeks. Now, we don't know if that means he's not going to appear. We know for sure he's not going to wrestle. We know that when Woods broke his ankle, he still was out there with a New Day every day. It was clear, It's clear he did it on the split, right? So, oh, absolutely. It sounded like he, he claims that he did it on a crossbody. <clears throat> so, I don't know how he did that. But that's, that's at least what he said when he announced that he had torn his meniscus. Uh, and if you haven't seen the seen the tweet, he made a poem about it. So, it's, <laughs> uh, and then also there was some reports that maybe Daniel Bryan was hurt uh, during this match. No real word has been given on what kind of injury or the extent of an injury, but more on that once we hear a little bit more. Um, so then we had uh, an interesting matchup as Samoa Joe took on Rey Mysterio and proceeded to squash him. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything that you guys want to say about this match? I mean, not really. I mean, I, I did, this was a, one of those really weird fucking things. They started this thing with with Dominic being involved, and he was nowhere to be found during the entire fucking set. Like, 
The other thing I think of is it's funny to sort of put it side by side because I just last week did uh, Salvation with Sal for, for 25, and he had Mysterio beating JBL in that really super quick match, and Jeff just went green again. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> the uh so just sort of interesting that just covered that and now Ray's on the other side of it at WrestleMania this year, but there, there's really not a ton to say about this thing. I will say this. Congrats to Joe. He is the one champ that has survived the week. So I will say um, I, I did give a bit of a fib earlier. I did watch the entirety of the women's uh, tag match. I just didn't remember a whole lot of it. This was the actual piss break match. Um, it wasn't a piss break match. What happened was um, after the big high of that, I, I actually had to go piss and I had to get food because I hadn't eaten dinner yet. So like, I, I left and I heard Ray Mysterio's music and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I love Rey Mysterio. Let me go grab this pretzel, and then it was over. And uh, <laughs> and then you heard Joe's music. Yeah, and then I and I was like, I was like, wait, is the match over? I was like, what the fuck? What? So I go run back, and yeah, it was over. Um, so I missed the entirety of the match. I don't think I missed much. You didn't miss but, much. Uh, um, yeah, I was. I mean, it, you. you yeah, yeah. The, the smart booking choice here is to put somebody else in that spot, but I'm assuming Rey Mysterio just, he didn't, he, he wanted to be at WrestleMania. I mean, he's making Dude. his comeback into the company. He wanted to perform at WrestleMania, and, you yeah. know, it is yeah. what it is. I mean, one, he was hurt going into it, so there may have been a way to Exactly. exactly. Uh, That's what second. I'm saying. He was hurt. He wanted to be in it. Stop making and... him angry. <laughs> second off, we spent... Uh, Ten, we just spent ten minutes with Jeff telling us that he didn't watch the fucking match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, um, someone needs to figure out the amount of the the size of Jeff's bladder because now we know when he took the seat breaks. So. Um, well, no, I looked at one. I told you I, I didn't. I didn't actually go during the women's match. I just. Well, if you listen to the weight, piss is kind of Jeff's thing. He's true. Yeah, it's true. But I, it's, yeah. You might yeah. want to, you might want to lay off the Mountain Dew though, because it's turning the screen green. But Jello Five. So the um, over over on SmackDown, um, I had I had a bit of a gripe with with how they how they did the Raw and SmackDown in general, but you know we we put such an emphasis on the Superstar Shakeup where it was every other fucking sentence during the broadcast. <laughs> Um, but then to do it a week early, you had Samoa Joe, you know, um, squashes somebody else, and then Braun Strowman comes out, and they kind of do a little bit of a thing where Braun can't pick up Samoa Joe, which I don't think was supposed to be. No, Joe went up like a fucking ton of shit. He didn't give him anything. Yeah. So, I love then, that, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... I thought it added to showing how strong Braun is that, you know, he could he actually deadlift Joe. I, I, I actually thought it added to it. So, yeah, yes yeah, and no. Yeah, but, again, like, I'm all for Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman. That's awesome. I'm all for yeah. it. Yep. This, this segment was good. It was a week early. It was a week too early. I don't, I don't know if it was a week uh, early. I, so, I think, I think both Raw and SmackDown, this, and I think this is sort of to their... This speaks to sort of a disorganization within the company at large 
um, because they've done fucking specials based around how big they consider the the Raw after Mania and even the SmackDown after Mania to be. And they completely shot themselves in the foot with it by scheduling the shakeup to be the week after that episode of Raw. Because it puts them in a position where they can't start any angles because they don't they can't, you know, telegraph who's gonna be where next week. So you can't start a major program because then the guy could be on the next show the next week. And you can't so you really put yourself in a where you can't do anything special. You don't do a call up because they're gonna shake up next week. So there's you just took your most anticipated show of the year and made it a complete non-factor. And you know what? Ginger called it last week. He said they blew their load early because who the fuck did they have to call up? Oh, that's, they, I, I, see, I disagree with that because I think there's a lot of stuff they could do. I and they might it, still do. But yeah. the fact that the biggest debut on both shows was a guy who really, really is reminding me of Gene Snitsky now. Lars Sullivan? <laughs> no. Seriously? Um, no, the, the, the big return was Sami Zayn. No, that's yeah. a return. I'm talking about a debut. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, technically he is, yeah, it's, it is a debut. But... And Lars, I mean, Lars Sullivan, yeah, he, he debuted, but, I mean, you, yeah, you, you did. You kind of blew your load a little earlier or like that, but I, I understand what they were trying to do. Um, you know, the only other thing we could have had was maybe, you know, Candace. Um, because she was obviously a, you know, so maybe they would have brought up the Sky Pirates for the secret of like that, but yeah, it's the scheduling on this thing. Is if you did the shakeup this week, then yeah, then Braun Strowman showing up on SmackDown, you're like, oh fuck, you know, oh right. gotta start, yeah. start a program with any of that, and then yeah, then you're able to bring the Sky Pirates up. You're able to bring up whoever else that you wanted that that, that is going to come up and and everything and like that. But instead, what we get is Braun Strowman attacks Samoa Joe, and if they don't pull the trigger on putting him on the same show, this goes nowhere. Right. So. Uh, by the way, as we, we danced around the Sky Pirates thing a little bit here, can, and we touched on it a little bit earlier too, but I'm can I just say the Sky Pirates. that is I'd the touch fucking the, the alliance with Paige is the perfect fucking formula for these girls. Because First off, talk? it gives because Paige exactly exactly yep. think of true. what. What has hurt Asuka and Nakamura most on the main roster? And that's the inability to to further storylines with promos. Having Paige there solves that problem for those girls and gives them a chance to just be the great in-ring performers they are and get over that way while yeah, Paige is Because now, now you get Paige, that, she comes out um, as a pirate, and I get to make anal jokes left and right. <laughs> and, she, and she gets to go, Iconics, Iconics, baby girl, baby girl. My... My my Japanese girls are going to come and whip your asses, baby girl. <laughs> Which is a little weird in the context of her as, as a guest commentator on WrestleMania. She couldn't put over the Iconics enough and how much she respected them and how they were, like it was sort of weird. Now that she's like bringing in a team to knock them off. Yeah, I, th- I think that was she was uh, giving a more personal feeling. Yeah, because I, I think that's what they wanted to do for WrestleMania on that on that aspect. Or they just decided that. <laughs> fucking next day to do this angle and they had no idea they were going to do it at Wrestlemania. <laughs> well, she's, so, she's back to work, her normal job now then. So, my, I, one, of, one of the things that I forgot to bring up about the, the women's match was, so they, obviously, they did guest commentators on a lot of different matches. Um, mm. and Jesus, they, too many. They had, they had Paige and I went, oh, Paige on commentary, I could get behind this. And then about a minute into the match, I was like, no, no, please. <laughs> oh, see, I, thought, I, I thought she was good. I enjoyed her. She, she, 
Well, she wasn't bad, but there was a couple of times. There was there was a big impact like, when she went, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you give me Paige on commentary or Renee Young, I'm going Paige. If you give me Paige or Beth Phoenix, I'm going Paige. So, true. Poor Jeff has no fucking clue what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, no. He's going to turn he's, green no. again in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I, you, 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 gonna he fucked. knows they were guest commentators, obviously. They played their music and shit like that in the arena. Right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah Jeff was yeah. pissing at that point, though. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. So, you know, two I things. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Number one, we're all going to be disappointed when Paige brings in Ginny and Isla Dawn next week. No, no, no! It's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be fucking Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. That's who I'm gonna be there for that. Actually, that's who it's gonna be. I, I'm calling it now. All right, but but why would Sorry. the Iconics are heels? It's gonna so be Vanessa crazy. Bourne and Aaliyah come in as baby faces. So what? Yeah, exactly. That's Nobody fucking, fucking gives a shit who they come in as. And you can't have Aaliyah and Carmella on the same fucking unless they're teaming up. On the oh, you just don't want to be wrong because you said they were getting nowhere near those tag titles. They're not. Second yeah. of all, they but they do could... need to stop putting them on TV because my penis can only get so erect. I mean, they they can they can move Carmella to Raw. That's fine. <laughs> Second thing. But who's going to dance with R-Truth? R-Truth can move to Raw 2. It's, it's, uh, it's not, a, I was say, it's not only one them. person that's going over to each show. R-Truth and No Way Jose. That's going to be the next Oh, maybe we put R-Truth on both shows. Oh, God. I think Adam's head would explode. Mm. Well, I mean, he's he's already going to be upset because the number of Asian people are going to double. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right. Uh, so... Second thing, real quick about the guest commentators. Oh fuck off! Booker T got screwed. He came out for the Rey Mysterio match. I was like, wait, that's it? No, <laughs> sat down. No, Booker Listen, T we Booker gave T. you the world's heavyweight championship. All right. No, Booker T didn't get screwed because nobody wants to hear that shit anymore. Um, okay, so. The next match was a loser gets leukemia match. Roman Reigns took on. Oh, we told you not I was sitting there reading it, and then when you said it, I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, Roman Reigns won this match. Yeah, can we just agree? First off, horrible placement trying to be yeah. after the whole Kofi thing. Yep, Second absolutely. off, match not good. Okay, no, it yeah, worked well. Really. And third, wrong guy won because Drew McIntyre yeah. should have won. Can we all wow. just agree to that? Move on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but the but the better news that we had was what happened on SmackDown. So obviously Roman Reigns is always left off at this point unless they they want to use him to to cultivate booze because he was going to get booed out of the building. They didn't want that, so he got left off for this week's week's things. Drew McIntyre shows up on SmackDown. Proceeds to get himself in the the six man tag match to end the night, where the New Day took on the Bar and Drew McIntyre, and not sure if you noticed it, Drew McIntyre disappeared halfway yeah. through that match. Invisible man. Yep. <laughs> and the reasoning that was given was that they told Drew McIntyre to walk away from the match, so that way when the Bar lost you wouldn't see him and wouldn't associate him with the loss. So mm-hmm. they were trying to save That's him from horrible. the loss, even though he wouldn't take the pin. Essentially, WWE thinks that 
we, if we do not see somebody, we no longer believe they exist. We are toddlers. <laughs> this is also the same company that continues to tell us that Bianca Belair is on. No. Oh, fuck you. The. Don't. Don't. Uh, it's not. Be... No, 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 no. Ted. But it's, I got you. I muted him. It's okay. <laughs> oh, fucking god! Oh, I don't know. Can I? I don't know. Can, can you unmute him? I don't, I don't know. That I can unmute him. <laughs> oh no, Jason! I can't unmute oh, you. No. <laughs> Troy can't unmute you, Jason. See ya. This is bad news. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! What happened? How come I can mute him but not unmute him? <laughs> that is kind of bullshit. Wait, you know? Huh? I'm not Wait, lying. Oh. I can't unmute him. <laughs> oh my god! Right, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, and 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 let you try to figure that out. Uh, yeah, this match was was fucking goddamn garbage. Uh, it was sloppy. It wasn't that great. It wasn't a, a well constructed match. Um, everybody knew. Everybody, Drew McIntyre should have won this match, but I think everybody knew Roman was gonna win it. That's that's the worst part about this, and they constructed it that way, just like cookie cutter, like uh, one hate, spear it's done. They they brought up they brought into this you know him coming back from leukemia, but and they did it a lot, and I, oh, didn't, God, I didn't. I mean, I think right from the beginning, as far as the commentators went, you knew who was going to win, and then. To Jason's point, it wasn't an exciting match. I thought these guys were really going to have a hoss fight and really take it to each other. They didn't. <laughs> and no, they didn't at all. I, hey, wait, wait. So they they mentioned this a lot. They mentioned the leukemia a lot. Oh fuck, dude. When when okay, Rogue so, came out, that's all they talked about for the first five minutes. So this is our big. This is our big thing, right? I think everybody agreed that like once he comes back, you can't make that his crutch. Because no. it's only going to last so fucking long. It's only going to last so long before people are like, okay, we fucking get it. He had leukemia. He was out for fucking, what was it, five, six, six months? months? Yeah. No, yeah, and I, I was saying that to a couple of the guys I was watching with. I was like, they got to be really careful how they handle him going forward. Because he was getting <laughs> all the pops when he came back, and those will slowly start to disappear and turn into booze very quickly. Not slowly. Not even slowly anymore. They'll fucking go quick. He'll he'll be gone for six months, come back, get pops, and then be, within another three, four, five months, he'll be getting booze again. Troy? Right. Yes? Have you fixed out. the problem? No. Okay. All right. So Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah. So uh, he has a Superman punch. No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, it's it, this match was. I was here for the, the the whole fucking thing. It was nobody reacted to shit. I don't know if it came across that way on TV, but it nobody cared. It was a terrible spot for this match. Especially, especially considering the match that took place after it. And and by the way, I want to say uh, Drew McIntyre, he'd be a great fit in the bar. He looks, I mean, body wise, he'd be a perfect fit. He, you have the the Jack Tan one, you have the Jack Pale one, and then you have the Jack Harry one. Yeah, but I'm I'm done with Drew in three man groups. Like seriously, let that, that, that enough <laughs> of that shit. Oh, you don't like three man band? What what? 
Ginger, your thoughts on Roman versus Drew? God, it was it was tough to watch. To be hundred percent honest with you, it was just like an Orton match. It was the same fucking match you were gonna get regardless. So it sucked. Um, you knew Roman was gonna go over, which was a disappointment. It would have been a great fucking spot for Drew to go over. This would have launched him to the fucking moon. But yeah, and he would have got so much fucking heat. That's what I mean. Like, oh, the guy just came back from leukemia. Oh, he lost at WrestleMania. That, that would have been mm-hmm. fucking awesome. He pulled some bullshit, like, fucking foot Like, on if the he ropes cheated, yeah, something. some kind of cheating, it would have been fucking so much better. Ted! There it is. You're a fucking <laughs> asshole. You what kind fucking. of shit fucking program doesn't let you unmute someone once you mute them? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that is weird. <clears throat> but, but yeah, that was... Yeah, um, he left the call and had to come back. That's what we had to do, all right? Yeah, oh, that's in a way got fixed. Oh, that's true. And yeah, that was down there, but anyway, go ahead. That match would have maybe gone over on a as a main event on Raw, but for Mania, it was just fucking... Are we on the main event now, or...? Uh, Roman and Drew. But we well, can go real, real quick, Jason, what do you? How do you think about how, how they handle Roman going forward and what they need to do? Just to cover, just so you don't like go over what we said. We basically just said you got to be careful with the leukemia talk, and we think Drew should have went out. Right? He would have got nuclear heat if he won by cheating. That's I said basically. I thought wrong guy won, so yeah, obviously. Um, but they've they've already sort of shown they're not going to hold back on the leukemia thing. They're going to use it. They've made that very fucking clear. Now, the other school of thought of that is it's still raising awareness. They're still donating money from yes. his t-shirt sales. To, so, I, so I sort of understand that if you're doing it and making sort of a noble cause out of it, I'm fine with it. Um, as far as what they should do with him, and the reason to me he should have lost this match is that he should have spent the next year sort of playing through the, I don't have it anymore, I can't do it anymore, the whole underdog thing, do that for an entire fucking year. And then next year at WrestleMania, he wins the Rumble, gets the shot at Seth, and then you culminate that story with him getting the title back in that spot. Yeah. That's the fucking angle. That's what you do, and they already fucked that up. So they already, Yeah, the redemption story. No, you got a point. That would have worked out great for him. Right, and so, like you said, they already fucked it up. <laughs> Smathers wanted me to uh, to test something, so I muted Jeff, and I can't unmute him. <laughs> you serious? He told me to click the little microphone next to their names, and it would work, and it's not working. So now I can't hear Jeff. Nope, can't so, hear him. So no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and bounce your ass, and I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Uh, Troy, just am, vol- I... Troy just volunteered to edit and post this episode tonight. That's what basically what you just really happened. did. That. I am. I, that's why I literally, I literally said. Oh, I mean, you couldn't hear me, yeah. but I literally said I have to leave the call because this piece of shit muted me. <laughs> and then you left and dropped everyone. So, no, no, no. It's fucking Smathers fault. He's trying to tell me to left click. I was left clicking, motherfucker. Look, when I left click, nothing happened. So when I right click, oh, oh you happened. just kick me out. Oh, I kicked you out, yeah. <laughs> oh. But you're back. Oh, okay. I thought you dropped the whole call. No. No, no I didn't drop the whole call. Um, oh. But I'm about to because we need to stop talking about leukemia right. and finish this fucking show. So. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first uh, on this because so, mine's probably going to be the longest. 
So here's a here's an interesting problem. Yeah. When I had to disconnect from the call, my Skype recorder stopped recording. Yes, but Troy's mind. continued. That's why I said Troy just volunteered to edit this bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> which means Troy probably wants us to wrap this up so (laughs) next match was Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin no it wasn't this is is, is why I'm the host the next match was Batista versus Triple H oh (laughs) yeah okay so I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and just say um, Batista's entrance couldn't have gone any worse. Really? Oh my god. No, I'm telling you straight up. So, he tripped coming into the ring. Everybody saw well, that. Well, everybody... Yeah, I'm talking about the, the Cadillac Escalades, though. That was pretty fancy. Did, did they show that on camera? Yeah. Was yeah. that on a broadcast? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so what happened was the Cadillac Escalades, when he let them out, there was two tight fucking spaces. Mm-hmm. The first Escalade pulled in, parked, no problem. Second Escalade comes in, and he fucking couldn't get that shit in there. Like, he pulled in and out. Like, his his entrance music played for probably five minutes when he was trying oh, to pull that fucking God. shit in okay, out so of there. Okay, so we did not see that. No, we didn't see that. No, live playing for his entrance music went forever because I was just staring at this Escalade. He was, like, backing in. He almost got all the way in, and then he would pull back out. I'm like, oh god! Yeah, I just, like, I, yeah, just Vince. <laughs> I just picture Vince. <laughs> I just picture Vince back there going, do it again, again, and just he's fucking. I swear to God, it was 25 fucking times this guy pulled out and went back in. And Jesus, it's funny it's, every time you say that phrase, Jeff. Back out, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But so, yeah. it, it was, it was okay. So, and then the only other thing I'll say about this match, uh, and then you guys can move on or do your own thing, uh, is the spot with the nose ring was horseshit, and the spot with the steel stairs was absolutely as brutal as it looked. Oh God! All right, I I am in the interest of truncating this for Troy's editing purposes. Um, too fuck, way, way, way too fucking long. This should not have been the longest match on the I card. I told you guys, this, this should not have been twenty five fucking minutes. Uh, you give me, you give me ten, twelve hot minutes for this. Go to town. I think they, from a physicality standpoint, did more than I expected them to be able to do. Yeah, um, I thought the false finishes were good. Didn't like the Superman sledgehammer punch. Um, but all, all things considered. <clears throat> You know, it's Mania. Hunter's going to win. We've established that. Uh, but it was entertaining in the process. So, And Batista tripping on his way into the ring is going to be an all-time WrestleMania moment. So, And the fact that Batista fucking laughed about it for the entire fucking time until I, Triple H How the fucking... fuck does Batista not wear blue? What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I was thoroughly disgusted when he popped out of that Escalade. Pissed off, probably. Yeah. And... Not wearing blue, and I was just like, dude, how do you not wear that same gear exactly. that you wore that night? Um, I mean, everybody knew the, the the nose ring spot was bullshit, but everybody popped for it, because when the fuck has WWE ever done that, really? Yeah. Never. But it's Hunter. So, 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 but, 
Okay, yeah, but it, it was entertaining. It was something different. It was, it no, was I, cool. I, the it match was, was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Um, I like the sure. fact that, like, and I, I credit both you and uh, Jason, I credit you and Troy on Revisited. Velveteen Dream had the entrance of the weekend oh, for yeah. something that didn't seem to cost that much. Triple H poured a shit ton of money into his entrance. Oh, and his fucking rat rod fucking flew right up the ramp and parked right away. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H poured a hell amount of money into his entrance, sexual. and nobody cared. In and out. Nobody cared about Triple H's entrance. He doesn't. No. Fucking do. well, he did it every before. year. He's he's done the Mad Max thing before. Yeah, because he had Stephanie on the back of, of the one bike, yeah. and it was definitely Mad Max's. Because that was yeah. absolutely Mad Max. Absolutely. Can, can I just point out? And I've been super critical of the fucking build for this match since it basically started. I. My one of my biggest problems with this match was, in a weird sense, the brutality. Really? Because because you went from the week before telling fucking Spice Girls jokes to trying to rip a guy's fingers off with pliers, Two and weeks. the build did not fit the match. Fair. Fair. But, but maybe the- they. But maybe they realized that and were like, we got to make up for this fucking build because this build has sucked ass. But, but the match didn't fit the build we'd been given. You know what I mean? It, the, the, it's all part of telling the same story. <sighs> yes. And, and you told a story that didn't fall, it wasn't linear and didn't make sense. No, well, but if also you took give... the beginning of the story when he attacked Flair at his birthday. Yeah, if yeah. you block but out everything they did after yeah. that, yeah. And that's but, what they were doing. That's exactly what they were they doing. They but go, then that means oh. they did a shit poor job. Yeah. Batista killed Ric Flair, so let's fucking rip his fucking nose ring out. Yeah. By the way, I'm telling you, that fucking stair spot was bad. <laughs> oh, Batista bounced, like, off the stairs. He, he, he bounced hard. and slid off the yep. stairs. That's the worst part. And he's 50. For a fucking... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. shit was Honestly, oh, yeah, he it was yeah, loud. Brought, I will give him credit for that. They, they fucking brought it in this match. Yeah, and he and he retired afterwards. Um, so next match, uh, Demon Finn Balor versus Lashley, because let's give that fucking horseshit. Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle uh. in his final match. <laughs> <laughs> we need a fucking reading comprehension course for the rundown. Oh, no, shit. no, I he skipped it on purpose. Skip, yeah. Mine was on purpose because oh, this okay. fucking horseshit. So after, so uh, I forget. How does he was... not? How does he not come out chugging milk? I don't know if you want to get all sweaty all right, so after drinking milk. Ultimately, do you want to know what this WrestleMania card fucking needed? We're not, yes. we're, we're not talking about this match. <laughs> no, no, but do you know what? Do you know what fixes all of the problems with this card, or two of the biggest problems of this card? <laughs> if it's Kurt Angle versus Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. and Roman Reigns. Versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Roman can squash Corbin, no problem. Get the win you want Roman to get at WrestleMania. Fits the bill because remember, Corbin talked shit about Roman immediately after the leukemia thing. Yeah. And the whole thing with Kurt Angle originally started with Drew McIntyre making him tap out, and Drew winning that match against Angle. Nobody has a fucking problem with swapping those two people fixes everything that was wrong with all both matches. Except for the fact that you would pretty much know that Kurt Angle's not winning that match Who going the fuck into cares? it. We knew he wasn't winning this match. Well, everyone except for 
you know. I had high hopes. But, uh, you know, okay, how about this? You, you, do, you do Kurt Angle versus John Cena, and then you throw fucking Drew McIntyre in the fucking Battle Royal, have him win it. No. Because no, nobody no. cares. Because winning that Battle Royal has really skyrocketed people's fucking careers. <laughs> They probably offered us a Drew and Drew's like, fuck that. Battle, by putting him in that battle royal, you tell but your fans, losing the Roman Reigns does nothing. Lo- losing the Roman Reigns does nothing, and then putting him with the fucking bar does nothing. But that's what I said, Jeff. I said he should have won that match against Roman Reigns. My point is, if you put him in there with Angle, he gets the rub of winning at WrestleMania, he gets to beat Kurt, he gets the heat of beating Kurt Angle in his last match. It fixes all the problems. Except for the fact that I picked Kurt Angle to win, and I wanted <laughs> to win that fucking match. <laughs> I would have well, won the whole thing. Well, hey, make better picks. Although I will say, Jeff, you've had a real turnaround lately. Your picks have been much better not, than me. Not bad. Not bad. I will say. Apparently, I, I took over for that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right, Ginger. I, was, um, I, I got one right in a fucking pay-per-view before, so. Oof. Um, did anybody else think that Kurt was going to die on that moonsault, by the way? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, hey, yeah. you know what? He got rotation he, on it. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm telling you, in the crowd, when he climbed the fucking ropes, everybody just went, oh, no. Oh, shit. Guys, they guys just went, oh, it no. was better than Lita at the Rumble. Or at Evolution, I'll tell you that much. The look on Troy's face tells you, like, I went from, I don't want to fucking talk about this match, to we're on minute seven talking about this match. Shut the fuck up. So let's talk about Elias. Yeah, and then we have another bullshit match to talk about. Let's let's talk about Elias. So Elias tried to do his concert, and this segment got me laughing my ass off. Yes. Elias proceeds to, to turn his attention to the Titantron, where... Elias is on the Titantron in front of a drum set and proceeds to start doing a drum beat. Then next to him is Elias on the piano. And then this motherfucker does a live guitar performance to a pre-recorded fucking piano and drum set. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hard to do. Okay? I... So he, he proceeds to have a concert with himself. And then we're all waiting for who's going to interrupt him and the fucking doctor of thugonomics interrupts him mm, fuck and, that guy and <laughs> all so, that shit so cena comes out and says he's gonna rap and in a yankees jersey but a, in a, in a babe ruth jersey mind you well, dude i i Go jeff, ahead. jeff tell me tell me did anyone know what the fuck was going on when we had like a 35 minute yankees fucking tribute <laughs> no not a fucking clue because i i am telling you straight up everybody was just like you literally heard the, like the the what what is that what like, what's going on i don't know why they're playing babe ruth i don't get it and like the okay so i i will say did the live performance come across well yes yeah okay it came off really yeah. good because because live Oh, it was probably it fucking was, awful. It was fucking horrendous. <laughs> he, he was so off key on his his guitar was off key. Mm-hmm. I don't know who fucking tuned his guitar. And yes, that's really hard to do. I get that, but it was he wasn't even playing to the beat. Like <sighs> it was. So I don't know if they fucking had a pre-recording or something that they played over it. They but it live, it was fucking horrendous. I, I was just like, I'm like, he's not even fucking, 
is he fucking actually playing to the beat? And wait, wait, no. wait. Side note. When they started playing the Babe Ruth video, I actually thought for a half a second that it was going to be Enzo. That would have been fucking funny. Like, I, you, know, I, like I you know, greatest of all time, the freaking calling his shot. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Enzo. As much as as much as that would have been funny, oh God. Um, Dr. Thugonomics was, was good. So speaking of which, we have to... It was. You know how long people have been waiting for that shit? So John Cena comes was, out and makes it... Speaking of which, guys, we still have to cover the G1 Supercard after this, so let's get this shit moving. <laughs> uh, let's go. Come on. So... So Cena does does one of his raps. Um, he mentions turning heel. He clearly was not turning heel in this because he was against a heel. Um, and then uh, brings back a favorite of mine, his package of nuts, um, and proceeds to say that Elias's face looks like his nuts, except he has a bigger beard. Or bigger bush, sorry. Bigger bush. Um, yeah, he throws the, the fucking nuts at him, and then claims that the AA is now back to the FU. And proceeds to f u him and one night only, so which then, was great. Yeah. So then over on Raw, Elias comes out, does his own <sighs> thing, does a rap of his own, and proceeds to say the next person interrupts ups me is a dead man. And then the okay. Undertaker's music hit. Let's just and, say and he this, still hasn't made it segment. to the ring. Yeah. Was the same Cena segment, but sixty years older. Yeah. <laughs> Under, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. So Undertaker, of course, takes forever to get there, and we're and the entire time I'm watching this on Raw, I was like, we have a main event to get to. Like they're going to have to cancel the match at this point. Um, but he gets in there. Elias doesn't know if he wants to battle or not. Undertaker beats the shit out of him, chokes him, and walks out of there. That's pretty much it. So it's gonna be great when Elias beats him. At Blood in the Sand? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking right. He so, put him against Rusev, though. Rusev last year, and it was a squash match in, like, two minutes. Yeah. All right, everyone play your dicks up when Sal gets back. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. I'm so, ready. So, yeah, so... Why is that, your dick green, Jeff? Yeah. Sorry. Smathers, <laughs> Smathers is correct that uh, Taker should have shaved his head because apparently he's in a fight with his hairline. Uh, so the next match... <laughs> Yeah, he's also going gray and not fighting it at all yeah. anymore. Yeah, the next match, uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley took on the demon Finn Balor. Um, this was a match. Nothing. Um, yeah, you know, Lashley... Way, dom- way too much fucking demon tongue. I was yeah. not there for it. Yeah. So Lashley dominated, but then the demon was able to get back. Um, hits the, the, two de, the coup de grace. And um, coup de grace. To, no, I'm not calling it that. Uh, well, that's, that's how it's pronounced, dude. I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> so the demon Valor wins the IC belt. Um, not much else to say about this match, but what we did get over on Raw was the return of Sami Zayn. And Sammy, hey. Sammy returned and instantly fell on his fucking face <laughs> on his yeah. way out. Uh, a lot of people falling down in this yeah. WrestleMania weekend. So Sammy, Sammy stumbles, falls, and then proceeds to like lay out on the fucking ramp for a little bit, and then collect himself. Finally gets back in the ring, says that he's here to take take on whoever uh, ever is in the back. Finn Balor comes out. They have a really good match, uh, but it ends in Finn Balor retaining. So then Sammy grabs a mic and says, you know, while I was gone... 
you know, I, I, I thought, you know, that, uh, you know, the time away and everything of like that would have been good for me. And it made me realize that I still don't like any of you. So instantly turns heel for a crowd Love that it. was fucking ch- chanting his song. And he got them to boo him. I'd have waited a week until they're in Montreal to do this, but yeah, well, so it is. But then, then he, so he proceeds to have a fucking awesome promo, and then somehow topped it on SmackDown by right before the main event, his music hits, he comes out, he looks around and goes, "You're not worth it," and what fucking drops the mic and walks away, and I was like. Oh, yes, that was the perfect I, <laughs> I only wish that they hadn't announced Drew McIntyre as the partner and Sammy came out so people thought he was the yeah. partner and then he did this. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I took away from this is apparently uh, Finn Balor and the Demon are going to freebird that shit. So. Apparently, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. uh, but yeah, so Sammy, Sammy ends his, his promo on Raw by saying, see you in hell, and Jaws the mic ends his fucking promo on SmackDown. I'm going to say, you're not worth it, so... Perfect fucking heel work. And, you know... Did you mute Jeff again? No, he just decided not to... Oh, he muted himself. He's you showed him? He's probably pissing. Um, see, I bet you... I was pissing. I was going to see if I could unmute you while you were doing that. Um, <laughs> so that that takes us to our main event. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. So I know, I know all of you are going to have a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about, so I'm going to go ahead and mute myself. And never come back to this call. I cannot yeah. meet you though. I gotta, I fucking gotta kick you out. <laughs> he really fucking muted himself. That fucking that match was so underwhelming in so many ways. Oh, um, I, I, I think the girls worked hard. I think they, they all worked, worked hard, their asses off. But they put way too much into this, and it didn't live up to the hype, in my opinion. Other people might have been it might have satisfied other people, but for me it was just okay. You guys have built this up. Let's see what you got. It was meh. A few bot spots. I mean that's gonna happen, but if you're they're probably nervous. Understandable. First main event of Mania, but you gotta shake those fucking nerves because otherwise this is what happens. And the one thing that I still don't understand. How the fuck did Rhonda break her hand? Well, if you look, if that's true, if you look at when she landed on the outside, the first thing she put her is she put her hand down. So if her but body she weight falling flat, down, though. yeah, but maybe it wasn't like I've I've watched that fucking thing fifty goddamn times and I can't fucking see it. She lands perfectly. She were, lands a little awkward, but it's, it's not. Yeah, it's gotta be because. She's gonna bring fucking Shayna Baszler and the fucking four horse woman and all that shit right summer for SummerSlam. It's gonna be a eight woman tag match, but that's my opinion. The match is okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's I, Ginger's I, prediction, which means it's absolutely not what's gonna happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um, it was good that Becky went over. Um, the fucking finish. Oh my god. Yeah, Shades the... of WrestleMania 8. The finish got fucked. It's. Oh, yeah. No, it didn't. Dog fucked. Well, you it, don't it think didn't it get did? fucked. That's the thing. It didn't the get shoulder it. up. It didn't. The shoulder yeah. up was fucked, but the. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, I meant. Mean. That's what I yeah. meant. The shoulder up. Yeah, the shoulder up fucked everything up. And, and everybody's like, oh, shit. Just count to three, finish it. And made it look like fucking shit for the end. So. So. Psst. 
Uh, by the way, um, Rhonda actually broke her hand by by punching the girls. That, yes. that, that is legit, actually. So it wasn't when she uh, fell. Uh, it was no, when it she was throwing the quick quick punches, she winds up breaking her hand. So Ginger talked about the, the problems with the match being related to nerves. And I don't even know that it so much was nerves. I think what you saw was these girls went out there and put so much pressure on themselves to blow the roof off in the main event of WrestleMania that they were almost trying too hard to be too stiff, to lay everything in. And uh, the result of that was shit was getting messed up and, and looking worse. Um, and there, there were some really fucking stiff spots in this match. So yeah. I, I do 100% believe that's what's happening. Uh, first off, okay, so my first issue with this, uh, Charlotte gets the helicopter entries, which was, if you listen to Revisited, I mentioned a throwback to Ric Flair's entrance at the 85 Great American Bash. So I loved that because that was a throwback to old school wrestling uh, mm-hmm. moments. Loved that. Then Ronda Rousey gets Joan Jett to play her out to the fucking oh, ring. Fantastic. Fuck uh, well, Jeff didn't like it, but whatever. Fantastic. To me, <laughs> uh, and then Becky's music hits and Becky just walks out to her normal entrance. And right off the bat, the person who this match is built to get over feels less than the other two competitors. Huge fucking mistake in production there. Becky needed a huge entrance, too. Becky needed... Conor McGregor. Well, not even... Maybe not Conor. Maybe fucking Stone Cold. Maybe you have the glass break and Becky walks through it. Throw something. Something to make her feel special. Because she felt like the least of the three people in this match, and she was the one that was going over. Big fucking mistake right off the bat. Um, Like I mentioned, I think they were trying to be too stiff. I think that was my biggest issue with the match. Uh, Some of the spots were eh, eh, but I understood why. Um, The finish to me, and over and above the shoulders getting up, this is where, to me, this is where Kofi main eventing probably makes even more sense because the main event of WrestleMania shouldn't be a fluke finish that catches everyone by surprise. Even if you wanted to do the crucifix off the Piper's pit, I don't even have a problem with that being the finish where I have a problem with it was that there was no build to that finish. Mm -hmm. It was just out of nowhere with, with Kofi, with every other match on this card, you got a story that started and built to a crescendo, and you could tell when the finish was coming by the way they built the match up, and it made the moment special. And Becky's moment felt less special because it was just like, oh, oh, it's it's over now. Okay. Like, there was no build to the finish. You could have that finish. That's fine. Have a fucking series. You know, Becky gets the fucking disarmor. Ronda rolls out. Ronda applies the armbar. Becky gets out. Ronda goes for the Piper's Pit. Becky reverses it to the crucifix and wins. Perfect fucking ending. You can still use the same fucking finish, but you've built to that moment. And you've and you've had a solid finish. The way they did this took away everything from this match. No, you're not wrong. And and to your point, when Kofi got put into uh, the LaBelle lock the first time, the whole crowd was like, "Oh my oh. God, what's going to happen?" Uh. And then you know he went back to it. He wouldn't let go. He held on to Kofi's hand so much so that Kofi had to lift himself up and kick Daniel Bryan in the face to get him off of him. 
it, but we're getting to that point. We're on that ride. We know that the finish is coming. And in this match, it's one of my, you know, hugest problems with triple threats in general is that you have three working parts and there's always going to be somebody who has nothing to do. I don't think that's a good spot for Ronda because I don't think she's very experienced in working triple threats. She probably hasn't worked any of them. But this hey, match, just- that's true. This match felt like they that like it did five years ago when they were uh, had to get off the air at eleven. That's what it felt like. It felt like oh shit, we need to go home. Which you already kept us here for six and a half hours. Why do we need to go home? Tell the fucking story. And instead, they hot shot the whole match. And then it's like, oh, Becky's champ. What? <laughs> it, it confused me. It was not a satisfying end to that story. And apparently it is the end of the story because we're moving right along for Becky. Well, everyone else is dead in that match. <laughs> so. So. Wow. Go ahead. Did you hear Jeff? Try. I already said my opinion. Jeff? Okay, well, you so, were in the uh, crowd. What was the? Re- what was, it felt like the crowd was almost wasn't. deflated by the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the finish wasn't. No, nobody thought she won because we had those big giant fucking screens to see that Ronda's shoulders weren't down. Yeah. So that was a deflating finish in itself. Um, I don't. I'm going to go against what Jason said, only in saying that the entrances, they were, this would have been great if it was in the Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston spot, because if you had that entrance and you had to build up Charlotte Flair and you had to build up Ronda Rousey and just had Becky Lynch come out normally, it would have been great. I loved I, I and I totally agree with you. By the way, I love that helicopter entrance. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do anything with Becky at this point. In the main event, she should have had something. So you disagreed but, with me and then reiterated exactly what I said. Is that what just happened? Here? I'm, I'm saying. Well, okay. So so I'm saying that if this was not the main event spot where everybody's fucking exhausted and everybody's just. If, it goes back to our point before where if Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan close a show and this was in a spot, I think Becky coming out to her own music is a testament to who she is. She doesn't need anything else to come she out. She doesn't need special to, treatment. Exactly. She doesn't need the, the special shit to come out to her. But the problem was this is a fucking seven and a half, eight hour show at the end of the show everybody's tired you need you need that shit for becky you need something for her so i in that in that respect i agree with you becky doesn't need it becky doesn't need it but when you when the other two have it and she doesn't you're automatically telling me this is this one is the lesser of the three well technically it's kind of true when you think about it but if, yeah, you're but the ca- I, if you're the casual fan watching this show and you don't follow the product regularly, and there are a lot sure. of people that fall into that category at WrestleMania, they'll watch WrestleMania. They don't follow the product religiously. If you're if you're just that person, and you're sitting there watching, well, look at the fantastic entrance that blonde girl got, and wow, right, and that's Ronda Rousey, and she got this great entrance. 
who the fuck is this girl? She just gets music and walks out? Like, oh, all right, but I that, guess. But that being said, I mean, Becky Lynch still got the biggest pop of them all. <sighs> From the, Yeah, because a lot of that crowd knew her. But I'm talking about she was going to get the but pop I'm saying, no matter what. My point is, to the crowd that does not know her, the portrayal you have gave me, given me is that of those three competitors, she's the least important. Can I throw something? And she is the one you are building this fucking match for, and that's a mistake. Can I throw something at you guys? No. Sure. It doesn't have to be as expensive as Charlotte's helicopter or as over-the-top as Joan Jett. She does this whole, or she did, she used to do this whole Becky Balboa thing. Have a fucking video package of her training. Absolutely. Just something as simple as that. You don't need to throw a bunch of money in it, but just something that makes it seem like an underdog who's fighting against the the brass. But, but, but when has she done that? Should All the time. A, should have a river dance out. Becky has. Yes. Becky's gotten those, those that crazy <laughs> stuff going behind her no, all the time. No, but it's mania. Dude. No, but it's nobody. No, Charlotte doesn't get helicopter rides all the time either. It's fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, but, dude. She's, but she's portrayed as as this rich. That's Sal's point, is that Becky has been portrayed as the underdog very similar to... She's called herself Becky Balboa on a regular fucking basis. The whole story of this match is that she's the one that wasn't supposed to get there, and she fought her way into it. So to Sal's point, it absolutely would fit that sort of thing, and it's not a major production thing, and it doesn't take a ton of extra time, and it makes Becky feel more important. She went into the start of this match feeling less than, and she, as the person that this match was built for, should never start off the match feeling that way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I get it. I, I, I'm, I don't want to argue for the sake of, of Troy, but I, I'm I I get it. I, I'm just we'll we'll agree to disagree. I'm I'm just saying that Becky. I don't think she needed. Uh, okay, so the the Kofi thing, I, it, that was the big. I'm telling you, that was the peak point for the live crowd, and then coming down, the next biggest pop was Becky, and she didn't need any of that special shit. She didn't need any of that special anything. Everybody like was didn't care about the Charlotte Flair entrance. Nobody fucking cared about the the fucking Joan Jet playing. What they cared about was Becky Lynch coming out and everybody was going wild for her coming out. And I'm, and I'm how just was saying that reaction compared two. to how she won? Well the, I mean you gonna have you could have Ronda roll her up like that. You could have had Kofi win like that. Well right. maybe not Kofi. Maybe not Kofi. Kofi would have fucking... Everybody would have no, but like you said, there was a lot of confusion and that ending got fucked, but was the crowd popping for her high spots or her, her you know... When, when, she, when, was... she rose, when she rose that title, everybody went nuts. Okay. I mean, it, it's just how it is. It's just... Pe- people went nuts for her raising that title. Um, and I, I just I just don't think... I, I, I agree with you in the sense that maybe it didn't need... She needed something, sure, for the entrance, but she... That's all we're saying, man. I just don't. I don't think it was necessary. I, I think her coming out to her own music was enough <sighs> for her. Can I say one thing about this whole WrestleMania in general? The yeah, production sure. absolutely fucking sucked. Yeah. Well, that's it. 
So there was a lot of talk about that. That um, people and Jeff, you can you can kind of cue in on this too. People looked at that set and was like, "It's lazy. There's nothing going on with that set." I I, had I don't no problem. No, I, I had no problem with the set. My my uh, I didn't either. My my biggest issue was the camera work was real shoddy. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, my there god. Was, there was numerous times that they either missed things or they did that stupid fucking thing where they like quickly jump back and forth and there's like mm-hmm. 32 cuts in 20 seconds. That that was my issue with a lot of the production. It was fucking brutal camera work. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't see it. I, talking about, but, I was going to yeah. say, I saw it all from one angle. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and there there was yet again a, a delay in certain en- entrance, you know, things and stuff like that. Um, Bret Hart's music hit, and it wasn't until he was walking to the back that it actually changed the Titantron behind it to say Hitman. Um, <laughs> so, the, and then obviously the, the pyro was really off too. And I understand they don't use it that much, and pyro was kind of hard, hard thing to do, or whatever like that. But it was really fucking delayed. The it, Bailey buddies didn't deploy it correctly. Yeah. Either. Oh, mm-hmm. sad. But, but it was, that was that was all weekend, Troy, because the same yeah. thing happened to Kyrie saying at Takeover, where she was out before her music hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Takeover yep. did the same thing. Yep. I'm I sure think, Raw did it too. Yeah, I, I know. I that slept they, through that. I know that they use, you know, the the a lot of the staff that works at the arena you know for certain things like that and certain you know audio things like that so i don't know if that was just that they don't they i don't know if that was the problem or what it was but there definitely was an issue in terms of production it was fucking gross i can only imagine what vince's reaction was in the back honestly he must have been losing his fucking mind yeah fucking hire better people then i mean like this is your wrestlemania yeah. Seriously, like, like agree. Said, but like I said, I mean, you know, you you have to hire certain staff that works mm-hmm. at Live Stadium because other you random people are not going to know the controls and things like that. Are not going to know certain different things about it. You know, you isn't uh, that on you, Kevin Dunn though? I mean, he's directing this fucking shit. There's only so much you can do. You have to you have yeah. to rely on the event staff. You 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 sit there and you go, okay, you know, we want certain lighting cues. But you also rely on the lighting guy to know don't shine a bright fucking light into half the audience's face, you know? That's true. But the, the quick camera cuts, I think that's done. Because he's done that on Raw in other done. cities. Yeah. yeah, the quick camera cuts are definitely Well, done. camera cuts are always the director. They yeah. call those. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the, that that's always been – that's his new style that he's doing right now. That and, and when the fucking camera, like, jumps around with back and forth, like, it's fucking – like, like the House cameraman is like headbanging the fucking, <laughs> to each one of the moves. Yeah, it's garbage. Um, so Sal wound up winning our predictions this week somehow. And Troy, I really wanted to ask Jeff about Takeover, but in interest because I love you, I'm not going to do that tonight. We'll talk about that another time. I appreciate it. Uh, so unless we have anything else to say about WrestleMania, uh, I think we all. I think we've. I think we've exhausted all of our options for right. WrestleMania discussion. So that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, April 11th, 2019. Yes, I did update it this time. Uh, Please rate and review, and we will read your reviews on air if you happen to leave them. Uh, We are on a lot of different places now. You know, we've we've been on on Skype, or not Skype, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Podcatcher, any of those things like that. Um, But if you... If you leave a comment on our website, on the, the episode posting itself, and you want it read, we will read it for you. Uh, just go ahead and go over to runonwrestling.com and do that. 
Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email us, show your dick pics at rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Instagram.com slash rundownwrestling. YouTube.com slash rundownwrestling. Leave us a voicemail, 617-863-6967. That's 61RUNDOWN7. We are on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. All patrons will receive early access to shows on the Rundown feed as well as some swag and original content. Right now, I know, Making the Grade is there. Uh, a brand new show debuting tomorrow is actually there. You could be listening to it right now if you were a Patreon member. Um, well, you waited till this point to drop the first burp on us, Troy, so uh, I'm impressed. No, Jeff burped as soon as we started the show, but that's all right. <laughs> Check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for more information on all of our great shows, such as the Nitro Mania podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Making the Grade, NXT Revisited, ROH, The Sonic Blizzard Charge, and WrestleMania Salvation. You could, of course, go there right now and vote in the hottest female WWE talent tournament. Into our third round here, we're down to the sweet sassy molasses 16. This is the Elite Eight, isn't it? No, I thought we started with 64. We started with 64. Okay. So, 64, 32, right. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. It's uh, late. That, no, it's fine. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis on my Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPN or the WPN.com. Yeah, quick out... congrats, big congrats to our buddy, uh, the Kingpin, uh, the brawler, Brian Malonis, uh, competing at Madison Square Garden as part of the Honor Rumble mm-hmm. at the G1 Supercard. And I know what a huge thing that was for him yeah uh, so I, honestly just so so super happy for him uh and check out their show he did a quick they did a quick thing where he talked about it this week and i know next week they're going to do a full sort of coverage of behind the scenes of the g1 supercard so you definitely want to check that out too wait what smat did you say i look like somebody huh smather says that's who troy looks like thank you jason did you say I look like somebody? No. Okay. Well, Smathers, elaborate. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, of course, you could could be watching us on YouTube right now. We now are going to be streaming live every one of our rundown shows Thursday, uh, approximately 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch Jeff try to reenact the, um, the Bohemian Rhapsody video. As a single face in a black background, uh, you can also watch him get upset. Oh, and green. <laughs> Jesus! Everlast. I made a House of Pain joke, so that's probably where. Everlast. Everlast. Wow. Uh, I don't. I don't see it, dude. Someone will have to. Someone show me a picture. <laughs> picture of the Everlast guy because I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Check out a friend, Justin Michaels, on the show, Yesel and Waltz. Go to yeselandwaltz.com or watch it on... Jeez, you get darker every fucking time I look at you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can uh, watch it through your, your Roku with the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. You can follow our host on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at WrestleManiaSale, at RealistTommy, at JohnnyAnalog, and at Ginger19876. Thanks to everyone out there listening to us thanks to ginger thanks guys hope everybody's nice and tired and has a good day tomorrow 
Thanks to Sal. Thank you, Troy. Uh, Thanks to Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) That is the fucking scariest freeze I've ever seen. (laughs) He looks like he's about to fucking kill Troy. Oh my god. Thanks to Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Jeff for that freeze so we can keep that forever now. Thanks, Troy. Uh, Thank you, Jason, for our theme song. And again, thank you, Wait, Sal. Now he's still there, but his eyes are moving. I don't think that was a freeze at all. I think he's <laughs> no, fucking with no, I fucking got kicked out of the fucking shit. <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah, I did. I got kicked out of the last second. Skype does not like links. Not. Um, oh, I know you thanked him, but thank you, Jason, for the awesome theme song. I jam out to that thing every time I throw on the rundown. Yeah, thanks. And of course, uh, thank you, Sal, and thank you, Anchor, for allowing Sal to appear on the show. <laughs> you are a cocksucker to the end. <laughs> oh man! You ain't getting rid of me that easy. Yeah. Next. Week, Although you could mute me and throw me out of the call. That's true. Just not let you back in. Have fun editing. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, so yeah, so. Um, That'll do it. And next week, you know, we're going to, as always, continue to pleasure ourselves to pictures of beautiful women as the hottest WWE female talent tournament rolls on. So with that, just remember, those of us on the rundown have the same mindset. Our mindset is un the sputin fee damn it Ted. That might be yours, but I feel pretty defeated at this point. See you next Thursday! Sal? See you as sometime in the future. Jeff, your fucking face looks like a performance art piece. Like, you're fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, you're all black and your pale-ass white face is just like... It seriously looks like something out of, like, Blue Man Group if you were white. (laughs) Like, White Man Group or something. (laughs) Ginger. Still, I guess. Jeff. Fuck Todd Tobel. <laughs> yes! Okay, I... Yeah. Do you approve? No, 100%. Alright, good. All right. <laughs> We're friends. Bye-bye! <laughs>